Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 16. My name is Mike, your host, joined as always by my co-host, Jay. Jay, say hello. I cut Jay's mic so he couldn't say anything. Okay, you're back now, go. I can talk now? No. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't really have anything to say. Huh? Perfect. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for everybody that's in the chat. We actually went and publicized the fact that we are on streaming. Uh, we're on Twitch, Facebook Live, and, and YouTube. Um, we have a number of people in the chat. I, need to, ap- I need to apologize. I need to apologize because just read, man. You're, no, you're good. No, I shouldn't have called him that. I feel bad. No, leave. Just can we? I feel bad. He's a good guy. I'm sorry I called you. Can we please talk about what's on the paper for five seconds? Sure. You haven't done that once. Okay. Not one time. The best part is the last guy. It's turned over. Stop looking at the the chat. Let's let's get to the intro first, for the love of God. (laughs) I'm trying to talk about, thank you for everybody being in the chat. And you want to talk about all the things that are going on in there. I haven't even gotten to that yet. Thank you, everyone, for being in the chat. You have to put the ball on the tee before you hit it. (laughs) Especially you. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm being a jerk. No, you're actually funny. I don't know why we haven't been on for... We're back. Yeah, we're it's back. Been, well, I can give you a reason or two. So there's I'm, been, I'm one. Yeah, there's been a number of reasons why. A lot of, a lot of things changed. But number one, uh, you may notice that my voice sounds a little odd. Um, I've been ill. I have not had COVID. I have been tested. Uh, absolutely came back negative. I just, when I get like a sinus infection, I wind up... I wind, you got to stop looking at it. You can't look at it. I wind up getting bronchitis every time and it just takes my voice. So I've been slowly getting that back, but it all started around Thanksgiving. And now I'm finally getting back to the point where I can talk again. And it's nice. You sounded rough. You sounded like an old lady, like the first couple of days. And then at one point I sounded like a like wacky radio FM DJ with the big deep voice was awesome. I wish I could have kept that voice. But why did you call me on my cell phone? (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. John was just calling in. I probably should mute the Bluetooth there on my you phone. You should have just answered it. I think I did. Did you? Hi, John. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear us. Hi, John. Hello. Uh, hold on. Oh, you got there. You go. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one was talking to me, so I forgot to call in. Well, guess what? You're uh, live. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to look at the. Uh, chat. You're, you're, so you're, I got you're, in trouble. You're live on the stream. Uh, my phone is connected to the roadcaster, which in turn means that you're connected to the roadcaster, which means you're connected to the internet. So say hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, so uh, deep fried pickle Pringles, they're really good. I think they're an exclusive to DG. Can uh, I, I don't know what that is because, sorry. Let me give you a proper introduction. This is John. Oh, yeah, this is Robbie. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is John. Oh, Young. man, I said Robbie. Re- I didn't mean to. I'm yeah. sorry. It's retro game enthusiast. This is John. I know, but Bobby was uh, mad. It said John Young Robbie. right on the phone when it rang. I know that was John. That's, you didn't hear his little I, uh, clip about me calling him Robbie? I'm the, doing my best to make sure that you can't edit this out. Oh, I do well. I do. Don't, that's, that's the story of my life. I'm a wizard. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I can, I'll... I'll if I don't want you in there, I'll get you out. Don't you worry. Wow. You too, buddy. Well, <laughs> I'll be doing whoa. both voices. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, how are you, John? All right. Unexpected call-in yeah. guest, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, mostly unpacked Kansas City. Everybody knows me, so obviously they know what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, good time. Yep. Uh, it's o'clock. It's close to bedtime. Yep. John just moved from Fort Wayne to Kansas City, Missouri. It has been well documented on Instagram and on, under his account, again, Retro Game Enthusiast. So, go Chiefs. Yeah. Poorly documented. He doesn't give Poorly a Poorly documented. I know he likes the sports ball. Well, I, I'm trying to be as nice as I can. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sports ball is happening right now in Kansas City. See, there you go. You well, know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we just turn this into a call-in episode. Like, John's called. <laughs> Matteo, you've got my number. Give me a call. I'm going to just go put it in the chat. You guys can all call me. Uh, Robbie's got my number. We might talk to him later. Anybody wants to call in? Call in, man. Let's go. Who cares? <laughs> Right. Like it's already off the rails. This this is a yep. Just just take, <laughs> you can rip this right in half, and we're good. No. Um. Anyway, I probably will need to cut you loose here so we can do the show at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got yeah. I'm gonna let you go, but uh, good talk, uh, <laughs> chatting with everyone, and uh, you know, enjoy the rest of the show. I'm sure I will. Hi, Sounds John. good. Talk to you soon, Bye, bud. John. Bye. John Young, everybody, retro game enthusiast on Instagram. See, I still got a little people. bit. Good people. John's an excellent fellow. Yes. So anyway, back to... We're back. Back to being back. We're back. It's been I months. Got, and this is what happens when we take months another, off. We were so organized before we took like two I, months off. We? I'm, I'm good. You, you keep derailing us, and then John calls in. Oh, it's my fault you're derailed. It is, yes. I can't wait till you hear this. You got Drake over there playing while John's calling. Well, it's because that's he used to call me on my cell phone. Drake's terrible. It's it's, it's still terrible. It's topical humor. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Anyway, so so how was your week? Actually, shouldn't it be how was our months? How were your two months? They were good. <laughs> yeah, I started out in Las Vegas. Last thing I talked about before we were on last was we were going to go to Vegas and. Uh, I did. I was there for my friend's wedding who lives out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I called literally the day before I left town, which was on a Tuesday. I left on a Wednesday, and I was talking to Matteo about something through Instagram and mentioned that I, would, I was like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to go to uh, uh, Retro City Games, I think is what it is out there. And uh, he was like, wait, when? And I said, I leave tomorrow. And he goes, well, how long? And I said, for a week. Oh, well, I'll be there from Friday to Monday. <laughs> What day did you fly in? Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I so got you were right in the heart of your trip. Yep. I got a chance to see him. We met downtown or down, actually downstairs in the, uh, at Treasure Island. That's where I was staying. So I got to see Matteo and uh, we were trying to get to a game, uh, game store together, but we never crossed paths. So yeah, it worked out though. It was hey. good. Up here. Yes. See what Up it's here. like. Do yeah. you see? See what it's like now? I'm just doing it because I can't look. Yeah. It's not fair. Well, I'm going to mute this just in case somebody does actually call in. <laughs> so somebody calls the phone. And if they do, that's fine. Go for it. Say hey. Um, but anyway, while I was, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of the things I picked up while I was out there, uh, you know, in our in our collecting section there. Yeah. But um, And then we have the holidays, right? So yeah. we have Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all that garbage. All that garbage. It was actually great. I had a good time. So. We had some cool stuff going on, though. I mean, Christmas and Thanksgiving was pretty low-key. Yeah. Um, we uh, kind of going back to uh, your Secret Santa thing. Yeah. So we got to hang out and talk to the guys from Collector's Quest. I'm sorry. So one of the reasons that Mike is kind of hoarse is because uh, he went to the Big Ten Championship game and literally mm. yelled his lungs out. That was a month ago now. 
Yeah, but you haven't been right. Mm, but that's not why now. Oh, well. Okay. That was because of the cough. Like, yeah. I was I, I was ill just prior to that game. Michigan, I don't know if you guys follow uh, football, but they destroyed Ohio State, won the Big Ten East, and then went to the Big Ten Championship game, which I attended in Indianapolis. Yes. We won't talk past that, though. No, we won't get any further than that. But okay. I did lose my voice at that game. But that was a month ago and has nothing to do with what, what is happening to me right now. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, holidays were, I mean, overall, were pretty uneventful, I'd say. I don't know about you. Yeah, other than the uh, chronic cough. Yes. I've been fine. So. So, had a great time. Spent some time with my son. That was really, you know, I, I had the time off between Christmas and New Year, so I enjoyed that. <clears throat> and I then, did too, which was nice. Yeah, well, on... That's that's another story for another day. Unexpectedly, yes, yes you want to put story uh, for some, another day. some extra free time. Yes, uh, but we're rectifying that, which also is probably going to help long term with the stability of the podcast mm-hmm. because Jay had gotten a new job at one point and it was a really odd schedule that made it difficult for us to get time to do this. So now I don't think that's going to be a problem. We can we can add that onto our list of excuses why we haven't. Done yeah, this. let's put it on the list. Why not? Because um, <laughs> we're lazy. One thing I did oh. do during the holidays is I watched. 8-Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris, David Cross, and a cavalcade of other people whose names I don't know. I can't say I've ever seen it. It's a new movie. Oh. And it's basically a ripoff of Christmas Story, but about a Nintendo in like 1987. About getting a Nintendo for Christmas in 1987. Sounds like a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Was it good? It was uh, hokey, but enjoyable, and it's supposed to be kind of dumb, you know, but it was, I liked it. You know, it reminded me of that was literally me at that age. Right. So it was very, you know, and that's kind of what happened to me, too. So it was, you know, kind of hit home with me, uh, resonated because of the subject matter. But anyway, speaking of movies, you know what I'd like to say? We talked about uh, we're talking about Gili. No, I want to see Rarity. I don't don't think it's real. I'm sure. I'm joking. I'm sure it's out in Uganda or I don't know. We're still waiting for that movie yes. to come out that Robbie had come on and talked about. Yes. And they've done like screenings of it, but whatever. So, yes. yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've actually been playing some video games. So I started during the holidays, usually when I kind of get settled in and like play. That's when I like, okay, I'm going to sit down and like play this game or do this or do that. So one of the things I got for Christmas was a God of War PS4, right? It was yeah. like a loose one. I got it from Kyle over at Retro. And I, I've had it multiple PS4s. I kind of get them, play the games I want, and then get rid of it because I don't really want it. Or I don't need it for anything other than maybe those games. I don't play a ton of modern games, but when I do, it's like all in. Yeah. And right now, I'm all in on The Last of Us Part Two. No. All in. I'm tired of hearing about that game. But guess what I found yesterday? What? You don't even know this. So I'm all in on the on that, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been playing it. I'm 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 to the point now where I've met up with this person I've been chasing, but she's supposed to help me find another person. I won't spoil any of it. This character in the game. Most people already know. I was actually, the, the shocking part is, there are like big spoilers about this game. I've avoided them since the game was released. I didn't know anything. I had played the first one and didn't know anything about the second one. And it's been it's been a super enjoyable experience. It's a frustrating game because it's like roguelike. You have to like go and try and solve a puzzle. And if you get killed, you have to just do it again from a, like a stop point yeah. kind of thing, like a checkpoint. Um, but I really, I really have enjoyed it. But so I was out with yesterday with Amy getting her daughter from dance and we had to go over to Meyer. So whenever I'm at Meyer, I always go to the electronic section and just kind of peruse. Guess what? Guess what I walked up to? The, the last of us walkthrough. No, that would have been useful, but no, oh. a, an Xbox series X 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's the, That was the look on my face when I saw it, too. I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, Amy was standing, like, looking at me like this. She was like, what the hell's going on? She doesn't know what it is. Yeah. The guy that worked there in the electronics department walks up behind me. He's like, pretty surprising, huh? And he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he kind of alluded to the fact, like, wow, yeah, we have one. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'll take it. And Amy's just sitting there like, what's happening? Are you buying a $500 video game console? I'm like, yep. yeah, I don't, I don't think I can not buy it. So yeah, I bought an Xbox one series X or Xbox series X yesterday and got it all set up and have played nothing on it yet because I didn't get it set up till last night. And then now I've come here and been here all day. So you're going to play the last of us on that. You can't. It's a Sony PS4 and PS5 exclusive. Whatever. Make it work. I, I'll fake it. Okay. Okay. You could have just said yes. Is that good enough? Yeah, sure, I will. Why not? Let's take, take two. You ready? Let's use take two. No, we're good. Anyway, so that's a little bit about what we've been up to. I've been up to for the last two months. You, you want to? You, uh, you got anything? Or you no, go? pretty boring. Uh-huh. Uh, did Christmas, did Thanksgiving. We hosted Christmas for the first time. Actually, kind of a cool thing, and this kind of ties into the collecting part. Um, because I never have anything video game wise to collect, but uh, we decided to host Christmas Eve for the first time. What are you doing? I'm just at um, in the. If you're watching on the live stream, I'm. I don't know what creeping doing. behind the mic. You're insane. Go okay. So I uh, really, you're worse than me. Well, you gotta. You have to look at the chat occasionally. You can't leave it up and constantly do it. That's what I was trying because, to do. But no, it wasn't. You were reading it the whole time. It was. Def Code said he found all the 8-bit Christmas was set in his hometown, and he grew up in a smallish 26,000-person town, and the writer was from there as well. It was from a suburb of Chicago. I forget which one in the story. I don't remember. Yeah, but that's yeah. interesting. I bet he knows since it was in his town. Oh, Matteo says the video went black. Is that everybody having that problem? Oh. Batavia, Illinois. There you go. Thank you. What is... I'll ask you later. Um, thank you. Uh, Matteo, are you still on dial? Are you still using dial up at home, buddy? He has a dedicated DSL line. He says video is good from Def Code does. Thank you, sir. So that's D- so yes. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, he it's lives, He's got like an ISDN line or something, probably. Uh, Maybe a T1. We'll talk about T1s in a minute. Well, anyway. It'd be worse. I could keep calling John Robbie. I guess it's me, he says. Yep, it is. It, it is you, Matt. All right, we're going to put chat okay, down. Yeah, you got to kind of just like poke in okay we'll so i'm glad that. we did but so, anyway but yeah i um so we decided to host christmas with uh, my wife's family for the first time at our house and uh doing that we were talking and i was chatting with my cousin-in-law it's my wife's cousin and when we were talking about we were just talking about collecting records i brought that up because i'm a dork and she says oh i got this old stereo at home would you want it i don't want it and i'm gonna th- like my dad told me to throw it away and it was his and I'm like, sure, what is it? And she's like, it's a Pioneer silver thing. And she's like, it's okay, but it's got the glasses cracked a little bit. And I was like, yeah, sure. So she goes home and takes pictures of it and sends it to me like the next day. And it's a SS, SX850, which everybody knows if they listen to this, that I was gifted an SX1250 and a record player. So at this point now, I have two of the receivers from that series that I've gotten for free 99. I'm a pretty lucky guy in life. But like, you just fall ass backwards into like, <laughs> like that is, it, like yes. for those who don't know much about this stuff, there are a couple of lines of like the golden era of vintage hi-fi and the, the Pioneer 50 series is like 
one of those. And the, the 850 is a very nice version. It's like an 85 watt per channel, RMS, like yeah. rated, whatever. The 1250, the other one that you got from your mom that she kept for 45 years, is like 165 watts per channel and is, you know, worth like a small late model sedan, yeah. you know, money-wise. Now, one of the things we didn't bring up, and I don't want to like bore our listeners, but, you know, we spent some of the time over the break as well um, refurbishing it. So yep. recapping and uh, putting some new transistors, we're going to bias it and all that stuff. I think that, you know, yep. that we're, we're like to the finish line of getting that thing completely restored and it's going to be sweet when it's yes. done. So, because I got one myself and we're doing that one next. You're doing it. So anyway, enough about all that. Nobody wants to hear us talk about vintage audio, but that is a great story. Yes. And you keep falling ass backwards into this stuff. Yes. So just keep me in mind the next time. When, when the I'm 750 or the 950 shows up, well, you let me know. I'm waiting to get the whole set. Like You're going to have a, the tower? Yeah, like it's a fucking deck They're, of cards yep. or some shit. Well, they get smaller as they get smaller physically. Yes. So that'd be pretty cool to have like a, like almost like a Wi-Fi looking. That would be cool. Moving on. Yes. So uh, so we talked about The Last of Us. Talked about Abraham. Good, yeah, we talked about all that. So there's only one thing left to do. Gimme all you got just made me think i leaned back while we were doing that and it made me i i'm le- i get to talk into the mic that's better but i was leaning back and it made me think about when we were overworking on the 1250 the other day at your place and we were sitting in office chairs and i leaned back and <laughs> i thought it was locked and it wasn't or it was barely and i almost went you're leaning into the back of an office recliner chair we're not exactly the thinnest dudes in the world. No. And I heard this pop and I'm like, well, he's either landed flat on his back or broke something. Yes, and I look no. over and you're oh like, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> like the lock had not snapped. It just slipped off and it just like was like, pow. So anyway. That was a good time. So collecting update. You're collecting 50 series vintage Pioneer receivers. Yep. Okay. I, That's I got cool. number two out of, yep. out of five. No, there's more than five, buddy. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Oh, you only have two of the ten, I think, or whatever it is. You don't know what other ones I found. Two of the eight. I, yes, I do. Oh, yeah, I it's none. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's the zero dash fifty. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so anything else? You got you got some uh, you got some stuff for Christmas. I did. I got a couple good records. Um, one thing I got that was pretty cool. You got me two of them. Uh, my son Deegan got me one of them. Uh, he has three albums out. Country guy. I don't like country. Me either. I love this dude. Me and too. I, I 100% recommend in, in any of the four people that are listening to get uh, a copy of this man's album. Mike's actually got a copy of the record, one of his records, or all three of them. He's got all three. So we'll show them real quick. But this guy is unbelievably good. And like I said, I don't like country. And this I feel like giant piece of man... Actually, he's going to be on Fallon on the 11th. I know. That's why His I name's that. Joshua Ray Walker. If I can get the glare off there from our lights. There, there we go. go. Dude is unreal. He's he is so a good. house of a human being. He is a large, handsome man. And I am 100% the last person that likes country music. But let's be honest, folks. How can you not like someone who has this outfit custom? If I can get that. There we go. That... He's 
got a chandelier in the shot, but refused to be upstaged by the chandelier and decided to have a custom coat that looks like a chandelier made. Look at, look at that. Look at that glorious bastard. Joshua Ray Walker. But again, I would absolutely recommend it. He's fantastic. So, um, not like I said, I'm not a big country fan, but I do enjoy him. Oh yeah, he needs to go up. Mario's going to be on the back burner for tonight. Yep, for tonight. So, and he is going to be on Jimmy Fallon. So, if you don't want to buy his record, at least go on Jimmy Fallon. Everybody has streaming services nowadays. Get off your dead ass and listen to him for five minutes. It's worth it. Dead ass. Yes, dead ass. Dead ass. Get off your dead ass. Yes, get off your dead ass. Anyway, and listen to it. But I got that. I got. Um, I ordered Curtis Harding. Uh, face your fears. Oh no! I'll get it. They fell. I heard that he's a Saginaw native. Um, but I got that, and uh, that's about it. Oh, my daughter got me uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on vinyl. Never mind. Or never mind. I don't know why I say "Smells Like Teen Spirit" all the time. Because you're a poser. I am. It's that Nirvana with the David Grohley guy. Nirvana. That plays in the in the Fuji Fighters. Shut up, poser. Yep. Anything else? No. Cool. Pretty boring. I'm sure you got all kinds of fancy stuff. <laughs> Let me take a drink, and we'll talk all about it. All right. I got two months to get caught up on. And this is just like, it's not even that much really when it comes down to it. But man, there's some stuff in here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get comfortable. <sighs> so I went to Retro City Games when I was in Las Vegas. I believe, uh, I'd have to go look at the, no- the owner's name. Met the owner all out there. I want to say it was Brandon. I can't remember. I think it was Brandon. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Got to talk to him for a little bit. And while I was out there, I picked up Tag and Dragon. Loose for the NES, which is an unlicensed Color Dreams game. Um, never see that. And I grabbed a couple of Turbo games. So I grabbed, they're actually Turbo CDs. I grabbed Ease 3 and Valis 2. So that was pretty much it. Oh, I also grabbed Psycho Fox for Robbie. I'm which, an idiot because I, when you said Ease 3, I thought you said these three. Oh. That's why I looked at the paper. I'm like, okay, what three? Because people can't see that. Yeah, Ease. Yeah, my bad. It's a retro game podcast. I think they know what Ease is. You, however, don't seem too poser. Nope. <laughs> oh, shit. God, I've been outed. Shit. Um, but uh, I also grabbed Psycho Fox for Robbie on Sega Master System. They had gotten a bunch of really nice Sega Master System games in, and he was sending me pictures, and I actually called him while I was there, and the dude gave us a good deal, really nice guy. And um, But yeah. So What's the name of that place? Retro City Games, and it's actually right in like Paradise Green Valley area, mm-hmm. right by where my friend lives. My friend, Dom, who got married... That's that. That's the store he goes to to get the games for his son. Oh, I was nice. like, oh, cool, because it's actually a really great shop. They had a, they had so much I wanted. They had a Pioneer interact, a Laser Interactive, which is the laser disc player yeah. that you could have the plugins for the Sega CD and Genesis yeah. and all that and Turbo. But I'm like, I can't get this home. I can't. I would not want to ship it. I would have to drive it home. They had so many cool things in that store that I wanted that I was just like, eh, we should do a road eh, trip this summer to I, Vegas. Okay. Uh, you don't have to ask me toys. I'm in. Let's go. Do it. Get Maddie. We'll pick Maddie up on the way. It's Good. right there on the way. If he meets us Actually, like in Chicago, we could we just could, go straight we west. We can hit Chicago, and then we can hit Kansas City and hit John, or pick up John. Yeah, don't hit we him. Go. We'll get a van. We'll get a van. It, we'll go on a video game tour. Ooh. Maybe they'll get stadium we events and go there and this shit. buy it. We could document we, this. We could. It would be boring as hell. What, what does everybody think? LJN documentary <laughs> in the summer. Nobody wants that. Coming summer. Coming summer 2022. <laughs> 
coming in summer of 2022. See, I don't have the voice anymore. I loved that voice. It was so good. I would just sit there and do stuff like lock it in and rip the knob off. And like, it sounded amazing, but it, now it it's pretty good stuff. It's okay now, but it was so much better. Anyway, so got so that. We're start our documentary, but you got that. That'd Correct. Be, yes. Yes. The LJN documentary. We'll start that. That's what people want. Yes. I've been told that's what they want by you just now. Do you think Jerry would be in it, or would we have to get somebody to portray Jerry in it? We'd have to get somebody. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what leave I was going to say. Leave I'm, it alone. I'm just going to leave it. Leave it alone. I don't know who we'd get. We love you, Jerry. We absolutely do. He knows that. All right. Got some stuff from Retro Replayed, our buddy Kyle. Got yep. some, actually got some cool stuff, and he got a little PS1 lot. So I went over there and grabbed a few of those at one point. Legend of Lagaya, Dragon Valor, Vandal Hearts, and Threads of Fate. Just some, you know, RPG, action RPG, uh, like uh, all that stuff. The this, this stuff you just don't see that much anymore, especially on PS1. It's just getting harder and harder to find. Um, and then <clears throat> I kind of wanted to, like, I'm going to save it for last. So anyway. We're going to come back to the rest we're gonna of the collecting back to stuff? Yeah, because I also got Astel from him, from Saturn, from that I same day. I did not touch you there. Listen. Oh. It's the game. It's a platformer. Astel. That's a, okay. that's a terrible joke. We need the rim shot on here. We do. I got to get one. Anyway. You could just. You suck. Yeah. That well, helps too. That does suck. That was a bad joke. <laughs> but I went over to uh, Disc Replay and I picked up. Uh, actually, that's that's incorrect. My notes are wrong here. I got Pitfall for the Sega CD, but I got it from Harrison over at Media. He got that from there. You and then put the notes in wrong for your own notes are yep, wrong. That's right. I have no one to blame but myself. I take full accountability. Yeah, I can't work with you. I, I can't got work with this guy. I got Space Harrier 2 for the Genesis. Complete, really nice copy. Really nice. Why haven't we played that yet? It's not as good as the first one. No. <laughs> it's not. Um, it just is one of those black black and white grid boxes, like the black box with the grid. And I've been kind of collecting some of those. So they look good on the shelf. And it was very nice condition and it was a good price. So I bought it. Yeah, and then uh, I actually got a couple other things for uh, our friend Robbie. Speaking of that pitfall, I, I snagged a couple of Sega CD games for him that I got to ship to him still. So Sonic CD and Soul Star, which is a shooter. And what I'm getting... So wasn't that the one I sold for five bucks? <laughs> no. Oh. He'd be very upset if he did. Okay, there's a picture. Got, uh, it's actually part of a trade. So he's trading me, which he's already sent me, as a complete in-box copy of Darkwing Duck for the NES. Oh, you know what? Thinking of that, when you ship that out, let me know. I got to put a copy of Rad in there for him complete in box it's actually in a video store box is it yeah is it from minnesota it yeah actually it is how'd you know hold on i gotta look at something it's gone already what you, is you can keep looking it's gone it looks just like that one really it looks just I, like this identical okay so i'm gonna keep that over here between me <laughs> and you it's gonna be on the other side of me anyway so the big thing i got totally unexpected kyle Kyle messages me and says, hey, I got a guy on his way, and he's selling me a couple of Saturn games. Actually, at the time, it was just one. Panzer Dragoon Saga. The Saturn game. If it's not that Netlink Daytona mail order thing, yeah. it is like the hardest to find. Well, maybe not the hardest to find, but it's definitely one of the more expensive ones. So, like an idiot, I bought it. Because when do you see Panzer Dragoon Saga? And I actually like that game. Had it when I was younger. And you can't find it anymore because the source code is lost. So, like, if you want to play it, the only way you can do it is, like, emulate it, which Saturn emulation is, eh, mm. but better. You can get a Saturn and do a mode, like a, an op, uh, optical disc emulator, and then do it that way. Or you can have it. So now 
I'll take option three. I have it. Yeah, you have it. And then he, then he, then I left with that game, and he messaged me. He's like, "Hey, you left too soon." The guy came back and brought Albert Odyssey, which is a working designs <laughs> Saturn game. So I, I swung a deal with him for that later. Uh, that week. you bought that? You Remember? did buy that. You were when with we went me. Back over you there. were with yeah. me. I was there for both of them. I see. That's it. right. You were there. I synced it. So that's the collecting update. You left one thing out that Robbie sent you. Did I? Clerks. Oh, oh my God. How did I forget about that? Probably this the is, coolest thing. Too. This is what happens when you try to write uh, notes for two months and remember everything. So we've moved to a new space. I've got a new studio space downtown. Yeah, it if you can see. kind of similar. And I'll post some pictures on Instagram and stuff. But what I had done is uh, had the place painted and I put up a few posters. So anyway, I sent him some pictures and one of the pictures is the three posters over by where my desk is on the other side of this room. And it's Clerks, Small Rats, and James Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. Right? They're just kind of framed up on the wall and all that stuff. Hung so, very nicely, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's a professional installer, and he's, he's excellent. He's done televisions and posters, and the, the list goes on. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so I sent the pictures to Robbie, and he goes, oh, I have some of the boxes for NES games when they were from the RST rental store that Randall worked at in Clerks. And I was like, what, what's that? <laughs> you, have, you have what now? And he sent me Burger Time. He sent me the box for Burger Time. So I have the box that was surely in the store when that, when that movie was recorded because it was 94, 93 that it got recorded, right? Yep. And... Uh, it just warms my heart, man. The thing that this, the part I love the most is Robbie tells me this story that the guy had a number of things and he was kind of like this unsavory fellow, but he had like two of the Panesian games, like hot slots and bubble bath babes or whatever. And I just thought to myself, how many times did Jay Muse or Randall? Well, what's his real name? Jeff Anderson. Yeah. How many times did those guys rent or borrow those porno games for the NES? I was just like, it had to be at least once, <laughs> at least, at least once, at least once. I'd say at least probably half a dozen times. Yes, but that's still at least once. Yes. Anyway, so that was the coolest thing I got was the... Uh, I mean, it's no Sonya Blade, but... Oh, well, we'll get to all that. Whew. <laughs> that is a good segue. I think we should get to the show topic. Sorry, I was looking at the... You're good. We should say we're going to get to the chat. Yeah, we can, we can get to the chat Let's real see quick. see here. Before, before we get to the topic. I'm down, for a tri- I'm down for a trip. I'm good at hold them, says Retro Game Enthusiast. Oh, John, you're in, my friend. Yep. We're going to show up in a... Because people who are good at Hold'em always say so. That is a misnomer. I do the same thing. Yes, I know what you do. Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, see you there. Bring money. <laughs> and Matteo says Saturn Bomberman is greater than, has greater sign than all. I like Saturn Bomberman. It's one of the games I'm looking for myself. But if I found one, I'd sell it to Matteo first. I can play Hold'em. See, look, we already have a game going. You got... You, me, John, Matt, the list goes on. How about we, we just, how about we just give you the money and call it good? If, look, that's up to you guys. You can, you can make a deal however you want. You can cut whatever kind of deal you like. You supply the beer, we're good. Done, done. So anyway, now that our segue is completely eroded with the Sonya. That's good. So yeah, Actually, can we give a shout out to Matteo real quick? Just I think we have like thing. 10 times and I've introduced but, the show topic twice, but go ahead. Well, Now's the perfect give, time. Just give him a little... Uh, a little congratulatory, because over the holidays, what did he do? Well, a number of things. He moved. 
That was more along the lines of probably what he would be more excited about. Moving? No. Watching the Bucks lose to the Pistons? Oh, dude. That's rough. He brought it up, not me. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Just, yeah. I thought you could, you'd say it. I, I know, but we're going to have him on, and I thought he could talk about it then. Okay, then we won't talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Congratulations, but, though, Matteo. No, too late. Congrats to Matteo, our friend who, go ahead and tell him. Soldier Finished. Boy. What? Soldier Boy, tell him. Soldier Boy. You. Oh that was too loud. God. Wow, that was loud. That was, I'm horrible. That, that was horrible regardless. Yeah, I know. Go horrible. ahead. So congratulations to Matteo. He did get the finish his collection of the U.S. licensed Nintendo games. The same, the same way setting? I finished yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> There's one gap. Well, but There's you know gap. what? It's done. It's a it's a wide gap, even that's though a, it is very narrow. Yeah, that's that's a that's a yeah. pretty someday, someday for both of you. I just see him on, but the, it's congr- it's awesome that you guys got to that point. Matteo got to that point, which was awesome, and I know he was super proud about it. I saw a couple. He should be. Uh, it's a hard thing to do, yep. and it it's not it's it's not easy, man. And they look good. It looks good. It does. He's doing a, so. he's doing a fine job. That Matteo. Congratulations, sir. All right, show topic. You know what Matteo said as soon as he put that last game up on the shelf? Suck it. Oh. I'm bad. He probably did. <laughs> and then he raised his hands up like, yeah. Like, is it? No, they, Fingerless they just, gloves. They're just doing that. Yeah, they are. So what's our show topic now that we're 40 minutes in or whatever it is? <laughs> hey, we had two months worth of crap to talk about. Yeah, it, that's not their literally fault. Literally crap. That's not their fault. So uh, our show topic Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Ooh, I just turned your phone off. Bro. It's okay. Here, look at that. Oh, okay. There we go. We're good. I fixed it. Is it back up again? Yes. Okay, it's back up again. So we're going to do Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, we're through the first page. We only have like 12 you more need, pages to go. I need a pen so I can be, that's the news, folks, and I am out of here. <laughs> do my best Dennis Miller where I, you know what? Let's not do that. I was going to say, can I do Norm McDonald then so I can just make OJ jokes? You have to be Tina Fey. No, I want to be Norm McDonald talking about OJ. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Actually, that's a good segue with OJ. (laughs) How graphically violent. Finish her. (laughs) (laughs) And finish him. Anyway, so, yes, the, the topic inherently is ultimate mortal Kombat three for the arcade but we will yes. dance around there'll be dalliances with the original release of mortal Kombat three and then the game the the platforms it was ported to at the time right so but yeah ultimate mortal Kombat three so because i have a terrible voice i'm going to read this i really want to do this because i want to talk a little bit about the lore of mortal Kombat, which every time i dig into one of these games i am always shocked at how much backstory. When we did F-Zero, that was before you were on, but yes. when I did F-Zero, I was like, this is a racing game with like four cars, the end. But then I go and look and it's like, no, no, no. There's an anime. There's all this stuff. There's this and that. And it's like miles and miles. So I want to well, preface this by saying this game is a very big game. There's a lot about it. There's a lot of information out there about it. We're not going to touch on everything. We're going to touch on basics, core concepts, talk about them a little bit and that kind of stuff. But you absolutely can't because this is just the snippet I'm about to read from fandom.com, the Mortal Kombat wiki, about the premise 
of of Mortal Kombat three. Dude, that's a snippet. This is just this is probably the Dude. prologue snippet. It's it's three quarters of the page. I'm telling you, there's and everybody has a backstory. They all have all these things that happen to them. There's a reason Cyrax is in the desert doing this. There's reasons for that stuff, and it's all part of this story. That's insane, dude. It's crazy. All right, and as I quote from Fandom.com again, the Mortal Kombat wiki: Shao Kahn, fed up with continuous losses in tournament battle, enacts a ten thousand year old plan. He would have his shadow priest, led by Shang Tsung. Revive his former queen, Sindel, who unexpectedly died at a young age. Now, I want to stop right there. I have played this game since 1995. And I found out today, December 6th, January, January 6th, 6th, whatever date is, whatever I can't remember. Wrong yeah. year, my friend. 2022. January 6th. Shao Kahn was married to Sindel, who was died, who was died and then was revived. Did I not didn't know, know it until you know, told me. Didn't know it. This is craziness. And I actually kept up with Mortal Kombat early on. Yeah, well, you were like Mortal Kombat guy. I was, but that, playing the games, yeah. I don't. I didn't get into like yeah. the lore of it all. No. Okay, so carrying on. However, she wouldn't be revived in the outworld. The outworld is the place where Shao Kahn is. There's all these different like areas, outworlds, and the outworld is like not a part of Earth. It's like this other dimension, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. She would be resurrected in the Earth realm. That's Earth. The fancy way of saying Earth, okay, or their planet, yeah. our home planet. This would allow Shao Kahn to cross the boundary lines and reclaim his queen. So basically, she was not revived where she should have been. She was revived here, and he had to go get her. Does that answer why, and if I remember it, I might be wrong, but if I remember it, when you fight Shao Kahn in that, isn't there like a portal type thing behind him? Yeah. Or in the background when you're fighting? Yeah, I think that's right. And that's kind of like probably him. It's probably the bridge between the yeah. out, uh, outworld and the earth realm. Oh, okay. That'd be my guess. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's a good point. No, it's not. It's it's very relevant. Carrying on. When Sindel is reincarnated in Earthrealm, Shao Kahn is able to reach across the dimensions to claim her. As a consequence of this action, Earthrealm becomes a part of Outworld, instantly stripping billions of their souls. Yikes. Now, this is the part that I think is interesting. That's all interesting by this part. Only a few are spared, as Raiden protects their souls. Now, Raiden... Is not in Mortal Kombat 3. That's because he's protecting some souls. I found that out today, too. Yeah, I found it out today, too. He tells them that Shao Kahn must be stopped. Duh. But he that he cannot interfere. Due to his status as protector of Earthrealm, he has no power in Outworld, and Earthrealm is now partially merged with Outworld. So he can't do anything about it. All he can do is help protect the souls of the people he can protect. But he can't he can't help and interfere or defeat Shao Kahn. That's why he's not in the game. I think he's afraid of Shao Kahn. I don't think he was. If he could do all that, but he would like, it's like he's the only one capable of saving everybody where you might've just been able to go defeat Shao Kahn, but the other souls would have been sucked away. So maybe that's why. Raiden's pretty badass. I was sad he wasn't in the game. Carrying on. Shao Kahn has unleashed extermination squads to roam throughout the earth realm and kill any survivors. Yeesh. He's like the Hitler of frickin' Mortal Kombat. I didn't know that. In addition, Raiden's protection only extends to the soul, not the body. So his chosen warriors have to fight the extermination squads and repel Shao Kahn. That's the end of the snippet, which again... That's a lot of a snippet. That's nothing. When, dude, I'm telling you, go on that site and start reading, and you're like, oh my dear God. Yeah. There's, there. We'll get to this too, but there are 26 total combatants in this game. Some playable... 
Some are permanent, some are temporary, and some are just there for show. They all have their own backstories and reasons for being in the game and what they're doing. It's, it's, it's this, like, I feel like it's the Pepe Silvia, it's always sunny thing where it's like, it all, all points back to Shao Kahn, right? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Anyway, so there's 13 stages in this, right? Like the different places that you play, like you talked about Shao Kahn's like layer with the thing and the, whatever, the subway and the, whatever, I don't remember all they, all they are. Yeah, subway. Yeah. And then there are three layers. So the layers are when you uppercut somebody up. Right. Yeah, you start in the subway, you uppercut them to and the knock street. them into the street. Right. Or you go from the bank to the rooftop or the soul chamber to the balcony. Oh. Yeah. I think the balcony would be the, is that the big bridge maybe? Mm. I didn't look. Could be. This is the, But this, this game, you know, it's Mortal Kombat, which I think if anybody's listening to this or watching still, I'm sorry, first off. But if you are, uh, you know. The, we have anybody left? I don't know. But you have fatalities, right? Mortal Kombat 2 always had fatalities. Yes. And with with Portal, I can't remember the it changes from two to three if it's what's in there, but what's new with three. But you get brutalities, which were only in the Sega or Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, right? Which were like the world's longest codes. Dial a combo. The dial a yeah. combo for whatever they call it now. For the for the brutalities were ridiculous. Yeah. And then you have friendships and babalities where you would do something nice, right? Like, or turn them into a baby. The only way you can actually accomplish those is to not block during that last round or whatever round you defeat them in. Yeah. Right? I think it might even be the entire time. I can't remember. And then there's an animality. Animality turns you into this animal, which in turn, like, destroys them. Like, you turn into a scorpion or you turn into, like, a shark yeah, I think, and eat like, them. Liu Kang turns into, like, a dragon yeah. and, like... Eats them. Yeah, and one of them turns into like jaws almost and like eats yeah. them and stuff. It might I think it was Kano. Was it? Maybe it was Stryker. I hate him. That fat I hate Stryker. Oh. Anyway, but it's funny because in animality, you have to do a, um, you have to do it in round three and then you do, I forget what it's called. You have to like revive them. So the person dies in round three, goes to finish them, has to have it in round three, and then you revive them. I forget what it's called, Mercy. You, yes. you do a Mercy, you bring them back, and then once you do the Mercy, you do the animality. You bring them back with this run, down, 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 run. It's what the mercy is. And then once you do that, there's a, there's a dial a combo for the animality. That's so much work. It's so much work. Dude, there's so much in this game. It's crazy. But yeah, Mortal Kombat 3 at its core introduced uh, an actual combo system in dial a combo. Yep. So dial a combo is basically like you just like go high punch, high punch, low kick, high kick, low punch, right? Like that smokes yeah. standard combo, right? And you just do them. And there really isn't, um, you almost don't have to time it out. You can just do them and it will finish it. Yeah. Like if you do it fast enough yeah. or, you know, correct timing. So anyway, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the changes? I like throwing these papers. I think it's going to be my new shit. You're going to rip them in half instead. That was a terrible rip. Wow. You can even hear that on the mic. You can hear everything in these mics. Yeah, you can. Including so. my breathing. So changes from uh, Mortal Kombat 3. So it's two versus two. Before we get into that, we probably should say this. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was basically Mortal Kombat 3, but like enhanced, yes. right? So there were more fighters and, and other things we'll talk about right here. But it was when this game came out in the arcades, it came out as Mortal Kombat 3. And then Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was like a dot one update of it where they said, okay, it's three, but there's more to it. There's changes to it. And it was like... It was almost one of those, they were like, holy shit, we, this is like, this is our pinnacle. Let's 
add a few things to make it even better. Or they said, we really got to get this thing out and we're not done. That could be too. Which I think was the more, that's probably the based more on what I've read, is probably the more likely of the yes. two. Yes. So, but the changes for Mortal Kombat, so they had two versus two, um, they had eight player tournament modes. Um, yeah, you could pick a team of two people and fight yes. a team of two people, yep. or you could do an eight-player tournament mode. That's how you got like the Shao Kahn chests, and then you would get different things from the Shao oh, Kahn yeah, chests. Oh, yeah, about that. Yep. Yep. And then they had, of course, improved AI, yep, where which, they would learn more, yep. which got really frustrating the farther you Well, got the AI game. actually was better than the original one, but it was uh, a little more frustrating, and we'll get to that eventually, yes. yeah. Um, jump punching in the combos. Like, you could actually... In Mortal Kombat 3, there were combos. Yep. But in Mortal, in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, you could be in the air and do a kick or a punch, like a high punch, and start your combo with it. Yep. So, like, if you're doing, like, Nightwolf's combo, I could jump and do, like, a high punch and then go high punch, and it would bring you right down to the screen. Like, it was kind of like this glitch, kind of. Mm -hmm. It was there on purpose, but it would it, you'd be in the air punching the guy, and as soon as you hit him, you'd be standing, you could start your combo. Like, he's exposed at that point. Yeah. So you could, or girl, or or. or Robot. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to discriminate against anybody. There's, there's, there's all kinds of things in this, but you're an, your opponent. Yes. Right. So yeah, it, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting that it, 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 it was a good combo starter and it would also enhance the amount of damage a combo would do. So, yep. And then they had character balancing. Yep. So they, some characters were very weak. They made a little bit better. Some characters were too strong. They changed some of the like some of the moves and how quickly they could do them. So you might not be able to immediately go repeat a move you just did because you would be able to cheese it and just kill yeah. somebody without them ever being able to get up. So yeah. talk a little bit about the background development of this game. I really didn't do a whole lot of research on it. Obviously, I think anybody who is familiar with Mortal Kombat knows who Ed Boon and Jed John Tobias are, right? Um, they are Noob Cybot. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, you know, Ed Ed Boone was the programmer and designer. Uh, the guy's been in a million things. He's a voice actor now too, uh, and he's still heavily involved in the Mortal Kombat franchise, which is now up to Mortal Kombat Eleven. Um, he's been I involved in that. I couldn't believe how young both of them are. Yeah, he's like normally when we do these. Eight? I know we're talking about older games generally. Cause yep. It's traditionally it's we've been twenty-seven talking years about old Nintendo. now. Yeah. 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 But um, I think Boone was fifty-seven. Yeah. And I think Tobias was 52. Yep, he was. So that's surprisingly young. Yep, and John was, John Tobias was really the artist. And um, I wouldn't, he, like, I wouldn't, he was the kind of the person that handled what it would all look like, right? Yeah. And he was, he's a comic book artist too and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, but yeah, they were the, the main drivers. And like I said, um, this was really the last game they really worked on together, um, that little dynamic duo of the two. Um, so, there was some uh, animosity with how some of it, and we'll talk about that during the reception. But yeah. um, the music and sound, if, if, if anybody has ever played this game, they know. If you uppercut somebody, what does it say? <laughs> Toasty. That is Dan Forden, who is actually the composer of the music for the game. Yep. And that is Dan Toasty Forden, they call him now. That's him doing the old Toasty that pops out in the corner. And then I thought this was very interesting. So the kind of the narrator of the game is Shao Kahn, right? That big, deep, like... Finish yeah. him. Yeah. Finish him or uh, choose your, you know, whatever. Although he's a, you're nothing. Or, you know, he's yeah. always like talking shit to you. And you're like, fuck you, Shao Kahn. <laughs> I can't fuck. Oh, God, I hated that voice. He'd do that. <laughs> you know, the, you know it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I guess I pulled it that off. Was, that was interesting. Yeah. But he, he was the voice of Shao Kahn. But really, you know what he's best known for? Uh, it's not on the sheet. You're not going to be able to look over there? No. I have no idea. 
Would, what if, would you believe me if I told you he has designed more pinball games than any person ever? No, I actually, I legitimately wouldn't. I wasn't trying to it's be. It's true. Like a he has designed, Steve Ritchie has designed more pinball games than he actually worked in the pinball division. Oh. Right? So he, he was, he was, they said floor one of Midway was video, video games or arcade. Floor two was pinball. So he designed pinball and, and he loves kind of his passion, but he wound up being the voice of Shao Kahn. And I think they actually, I think they lower it a little bit yeah. because when he does it, you hear it. And like, I think you have to like put an effect on it because it's really down there, you know? Um, and also I thought this was a very interesting fact. It was his idea, Steve Ritchie to change combat from C to K O M B A T. Hmm. So, which I think was the right move looking back. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as cool if it was MC. UMC3? No. UMK3. K is just cooler. Yeah, That's K why it's called cool with a K. K like is Kid Cool. Like Kid Cooler. I Sorry, I was turning our what we chat got? back on. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody's talking. Matt, That's yeah. Matty Everybody's decided. enthralled with what you, we're talking about. You know what Matty told me? What? He's going to start collecting Famicom and Famicom Disk System games. I said, oh, do I know the guy for you? I was going to say, John might be a good then, person. You know what he told me when I said that? What? I already talked to him. <laughs> so anyway, well, tell me a little bit about the release of this game, will you? So uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Arcade came out uh, April 15th. The original, right? The yes. un, Yeah, the, the base That's Mortal just Kombat the base 3. Mortal Kombat. That's actually four days before my 18th birthday. Well. I'm old. Not as old not as old. me. <laughs> um, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, the arcade stand-up, came out uh, November 6, 1995. That was actually a free upgrade from right. the traditional Mortal Kombat. All game. it is, is new EPROMs. Yes. Basically, you pull the EPROMs from the old board, put them on, if I if I remember it properly. So upgrading, and there's new graphics, right? I was just saying, then they had the little marquee that's yep. ultimate. Yeah, well, you have the marquee right. and the stickers on the side are yeah. also different. But but it was, uh, they you didn't have to change them, but they had them. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of interesting that uh, it was just a ROM, it was like a ROM hack that they did themselves. It was just an upgrade, an incremental yeah. upgrade almost. So go ahead. Lane, and we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the, the ports too. So yeah. when did they come out and so, where were they on? Uh, Super Nintendo came out June of 96. Uh, Sega Genesis came out October 11th of 96. She gave me a specific day on that one. And then Sega Saturn was June 26th of 96. I like how we sit here and wait to hear it. You have to. You have to. You're supposed to not talk about it. Next time we don't talk about Sorry. it. Just Sorry. let it happen. Sorry. And just like make the sound and then we just move on. All right. So a little bit about the reception of this game. I will tell you that my personal experience, we'll get into that a little bit more too later, but yes. I was confused. I was like, what is, what's happening? Like their Mortal Kombat just came out. Like, what was it? Seven, six months ago. Like, why, what is this all about? Cause I love the Mortal Kombat series, right? Like I remember going to tilt, right. And playing yep, there was no the first around here. Yep. Uh, they, they were actually a chain, um, but Mortal Kombat was there. Street fighter was there. Street fighter two pit mm-hmm. fighter was there. All those. I just remember being like engrossed with like Mortal Cam- Kombat was like, I was like, what is happening? This is, there was something about it that I just, I like Street Fighter, but there was, I think it was the fact that it was all these rendered people. It wasn't like, it wasn't cartoons or pixels. It was, you know, yeah. renderings of people, you know, it was actual, uh, whatever they use the term, I can't remember, but, um, but it was, I just, I remember that vividly. And like, I, I don't know, it just, I remember being very confused about why there's an updated version or another version of the same game. And I, I kind of started to think, cause that if you're familiar with 
Street Fighter, there were like ROM hacks you could get or people would do. So there was like the rainbow board or the rainbow ROM. Yeah. They had like put all these cheats and you could like fly in the air and throw fireballs up in the sky and all that stuff. And it was really weird. And I was like, is it that? And I was like, you know, I remember talking to one of the people at, at like uh, probably at that point, uh, Aladdin's Castle. Right. Yeah. Cause that was around the time. It was 95. Aladdin's went, their tilt went out and Aladdin's yep. came in. Yep. So. So I remember talking to them, and he's like, "No, no, it's an upgrade. It might have ever been over. It might have actually been at American, there. Oh, yeah. AFE. Yeah." And he was like, "No, no, it's a it's a legit release that they sent us, and we just upgraded." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just remember, like, I didn't. I thought it was cool. I was like, I just loved everything Mortal Kombat. So I'm like, this is awesome, right? Yeah. Like, the more there's more people you could play as other people in the game now and unlock other things and this and that. But there was like this under current of people being like is this is this going to become street fighter where street fighter 2 like there's fifth there's mm-hmm. street fighter 2 street fighter 2 championship street, street fighter, fighter 2 hyper Alpha. fighting yep. street fighter 2 turbo street fighter 2 uh uh super street fighter 2 super street fighter 2 turbo and it's like you keep modifying the original game over and yep. over and over again and uh, you know i think people were like okay or maybe it was you know it wasn't finished and now maybe it's done and they were lazy it's like you know or something like that and and, uh, you know, I think what I read is, you know, it, this is kind of where Ed Boone and John Tobias, the relationship started to kind of fragment because John had some very high standards for what he wanted to put out. And I'm not saying that Ed didn't. I don't know. I wasn't in that room or any of those conversations. Yeah. But I don't think he liked that it went from, like, Mortal Kombat to Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 to Mortal Kombat Trilogy on consoles and PC and all that. And it was all kind of the same game. It's like, let's just finish it and make the same game. And then he bailed. And that was kind of some of the animosity. There was some real animosity there for a while. So, but I think this is a game that over time, you know, uh, has become, uh, it's been very kind to it. Like when we, we'll just kind of skip to the legacy because there's not much to it. But the legacy of this game is, I think it became much more balanced. I think that people have figured out, like there's a tier listing of who's good and who's not, but all you can kind of play with all of them, right? And there's a way, like you could be picking one of the worst players potentially by by tier, but they'd still be competitive against anybody. If you're a good enough player, yeah. you could play with anybody and, 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 and be fine. And I think time has been very kind to this game and I think it looks good. I think a lot of that digitized graphic stuff really left a lot to be desired as you kind of progressed into polygonal stuff and all that. And it was right in that fine line before it did that right before it wasn't pixels, but it wasn't polygons. And it's not, it's not early polygon games that are just like, Oh my God, this is so hard to look at now. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just not like that. It's actually still pretty, I think aesthetically pleasing. And, but yeah, that's my opinion. It's almost like a, it's almost like a cult classic. You know what I mean? There's more people, but you still kind of have a niche of people that are like, Mortal Kombat 3. I think that it has become, as time has gone on, people like it better and better and better. I don't, I just think it's, it's more balanced than maybe the other games and it's more polished than one or two. Two has that, like, I love two. It's grittier, right? Mm -hmm. It still looks a little unpolished and three, it gets you to that, like, it just looks more refined and everything's just a little bit smoother and the combos are part of the game, not just things that you're juggling and making up and stuff like that. So there's there, you can see it like evolve and that was probably the apex of it. Right. Where it's like, it's like when you talk about the Beatles, right? Like they're, 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 you know, like their, their work got progressively better and then, then get back and stuff came out and it's like, well, that's not quite as good as the stuff, you know, like you hit this crest and I think ultimate world combat three is the top of that 
crest. So that's my opinion. But anyway, so now we have to make a phone call. Okay, I guess we're taking a break. No, no, oh. we're not taking a break. People to call, places to go. Well, let's look at chat while you're making a call. You make that. I don't think anybody's chat. We'll get them to talk. No. Because we're moving on to the LGN game ratings. Okay. Let's see. So basically, you know, uh, you said Matty O could play Hold'em. Uh, he did thank us for calling, giving him a shout out on his collection. Love you, buddy. You demand. And then uh, John actually said uh, Matteo, only a thousand plus Famicom games to go. That's Good it. Me too. Lord. Well, I'll never buy a, I, I don't want 10 more. I'm pretty good. I don't need that. I have enough clutter. I will. I have 500 VHS tapes sitting behind me. Possibly. Actually, Mortal Kombat just ended. But. We had Mortal Kombat, if nobody noticed, on the screen above Mike. But. It'll be back. I got Mortal Kombat 3 over here. Yeah, maybe. Kano is giving maybe it we to do. Tana. Easy now. Oh. You sure that's Mortal Kombat? What are you watching? So I got an idea. Drinking my beer with a straw. We got a, we got, I'm, I know we've mentioned this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back. We got a phone call to make. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's do this. Hold on. Shack like a radio DJ? No, hold on. Hello. <laughs> and now, the special guest of the LJN Game Ratings. You may know him as 8-Bit Supremacy on Instagram. Robbie Coleman. Oh, I'm glad we got some closure on the iron. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of upset we didn't talk about the uh, I'm Bad sample in the last episode. It was a, a giant oversight. Yeah, that one. I. It was so funny. We were sitting here. Everybody, it is Robbie. 8-Bit Supremacy. Uh, mentioned on the phone. Uh, mentioned on the show a number of times. Been on the show. In fact, it was on the last show we recorded in 2021, many months ago. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we were sitting here dicking around with the sound effects, and I remembered it was still on there. So I played it, and I was like, wait a minute. We can use it as his intro music when we call him. There we go. <laughs> it was perfect. Anyway, yeah, really. good evening. I was, kind of, I was kind of losing sleep over that because we didn't talk about it last time. Yeah, I know. We, we, I was sitting right there all queued up and everything. And I'm going to tell you, I got to come up with like a Bruce Buffer-like <laughs> intro. Like yeah. From, from the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, get the Chicago Bulls theme song in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. That is, that, that's right. Six foot six from the University of North Carolina, Michael Jordan. There you go. Some would say you're the Michael Jordan of eight uh, bit collecting. Wow, that's prestige. <laughs> I praise. I praise yeah, my friend. I praise, man. Anyway, how you doing, bud? I'm all right. So, the. The reason we brought Robbie on is Robbie is is much like me in that he loves Mortal Kombat. And I asked Robbie, Robbie is one of the people that helps us with the LJN game ratings. And thank you for being so gracious as to offer that when we when we need it. And uh, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate it. We we really do. And uh, but I, I asked you about Mortal Kombat three, and it led you down this path almost like what I probably will do, where you almost want to write this like. Uh, 
a love letter is strong, right? But it's like, you're really, it's, it's a big deal for you. And I wanted to give you the proper platform and not just read your words and let you, let you kind of tell us what you thought, you know, of, you know, specifically of Mortal Kombat three, but then also you're just, you, how you feel about everything. So the, the floor is yours, sir. Eight bits wow. supremacy's LJ and game rating and go. Am I supposed to just read what I sent you earlier through an email? Well, I was going to actually leave that out, and I'll edit this out if you want me to. But uh, I wasn't going to tell them that you actually composed an email that you emailed to me because your review was so long that you could yeah, not. Yeah, long, dude. It is so long. I'm actually yeah. going to just show it the volume of it to, to Jay because <laughs> look at this. It's funny because the other reviews you guys asked Sweet me to do, Jesus, dude. If you it was like the other reviews you asked me to do. I just wrote like. Like a few lines. Was that like was your like, college yeah. thesis? Was on Ultimate yeah. Mortal Kombat three? Yeah, <laughs> got me. I just dug it. I dug it up out of the, uh, the, the files. Can't blame you. I can't blame you. There's nothing I would have wanted to write about more at that time in my life either, though. Um, I guess I can just paraphrase that. And just speak about it real quick instead of just having you read a long-winded review. No, I, I just wanted to it. get some buildup about it because it's such a the third entry in the in the, the original trilogy of one, two, and three is so weird because it just kind of blindsided everybody with like a lot of questions and it was a very bizarre path they chose. Yep. Definitely the black sheep of the original three. Um at the most, time. No, most most at the time. At the time. I, I'm an old timer and I checked out after trying the fourth one and hating it. Me too. But it was awful. Four was, was awful. I didn't fucking like it. You can throw in the trash right next to fucking War Gods, the other midway attempted Mortal Kombat knockoff game. Um, but, but not, but not the uh, Sub Zero mythology. That game rules, and I've I've grown a, a fond appreciation for it as of recent times. Back then, I rented it, and I was like, eh, it's kind of whatever. But now I played it recently, and I'm like, man, this is kind of awesome. The PS1 version. I've never played yes, this game before. Yep. So go on. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me about that. That, that, that game is mostly just an offshoot of MK3, so it's still in that realm of like 2D fighter type of thing. Yep. Um. So the biggest complaint with everyone right out the gate was like the characters, uh, uh, a few key characters from MK1 and 2 were pulled. You like don't say. Game. Yeah, I know. You 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 turn on MK3 and you're like, where the fuck, Scorpion? Where's Sub-Zero? I guess Sub-Zero's there, but where's Sub-Zero with a ninja costume on? Now you got this guy with like a red scar in his face and like a vest on. And you're where, like, okay, where's, that's not Sub-Zero. Where's the guy that's on the side of the Mortal Kombat right. like, arcade? Where's Johnny Cage? Where, the two where's, guys. Where's, where's, where's Raiden? Where's yeah, Johnny Cage? Too. These are the guys yeah. you marketed. You, yeah, heavily marketed and like established the game. And, and yeah, Daniel Pacina, who played Johnny Cage, I, I read up on this today. Uh, the reason they pulled him because they the car- the actor who played Johnny Cage tried to sue Midway for some money owed, and it just resulted in a falling out. But then they just did, and, and Daniel Bacena actually did Johnny Cage, and also was the actor for Sub Zero and Scorpion as well. Well, originally so it was supposed to be Van, Van Damme. The whole premise originally, of the game. originally they they came to Van Damme, and he was like, nope. And then I guess I also learned recently, this is other <laughs> no. that world. Originally, they went to um, Cynthia Rothrock for Sonya Blade, and she said no. Buddy, I'm going to tell you a story about Sonya Blade. Okay. Have you? And, and I, I might have to cut this out of the podcast. And if you're watching this live and I offend you, I'm sorry. But, man, Sonya Blade is still a babe. I... <laughs> I was doing some research today about the, the the game, and she had done an interview with a guy like on YouTube, 
And I started to watch it, and I'm like, interview with a guy. You, it was just she was talking about being on the game and and like how she got into modeling. I was just like, whoa. Which one though? There's a there's two different actresses that played Sonya Blade. One was the original number one, and then Kelly Hoskins. uh, Carrie 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 Hoskins. Hoskins, Carrie Hoskins. Yeah, she lives around here. She lives like in the south. Yeah, suburb. Aurora, Aurora, and Batavia. Not Batavia. I forget. I looked it up. I was trying to find. I think that's right. Some in the north southwest suburbs, but like. Yeah, and um, she was like the token hot girl at Midway, it seems like. They had her like be the cheerleader in the background of like NBA Jam. They had her as Mistress Helga in the Revolution X game, like it's, all leather clad. Yep, and you know Midway. who? You know what I found out from that interview? She did all what? that makeup, and the story went, she was, oh, she was in her dressing room. Her and Steven Tyler were like sharing a room, and she's like, I have to change, because she was changing from like what she looked like to... Helga and she changed herself and Steven Tyler came back in and was like, who are you? She had no, he had no idea who it was like, she was completely transformed. And it was just kind of this cool story that I learned today from that interview. That's why I watch that stuff because it's just the things that you learn. That's really, really neat. So, um, was that interview like B-roll from the insert coin documentary. This was literally a YouTube video. I found if you go look her up, I just did like you, I did ultimate mortal Kombat three, interviews or whatever. I don't remember what I looked up and she was one of the first ones that came up and it was like a 40 minute long interview with this guy who the guy, the guy kept going, that's incredible. Like, like I, I felt <laughs> like I was just like, settle down. It's all fine. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. She, I found it's funny. You know, all this because that's, that's all the stuff she talked about in the interview. So go on. Huh. That's cool. Um, yeah. Or I forgot how we got on the tangent. Oh yeah. Yeah. The characters. Um, yeah, they, um, they they ditched Johnny Cage, which is, you know, like like you said, the side art of the original cat. Like, so when you fire up, I fired up MK3 up for the first time ever at my local pizza place uh, growing up in my north suburb town of uh, Gurney, Illinois. And I was, like, excited because I was a huge fanboy of one and two, like, in succession. I followed all the hype. I read all the magazines. I obsessively played all the games, one and two. I loved them. Two was a fucking masterpiece. It expanded upon everything that one had done successfully and just added a little more to make it like a better playable, more playable game with a little more extra moves, vitalities and campiness to it. And then Dan Ford and also the sound designer knocked out of the park on number two. So that's another, anyway, so I powered up three. Finally, I'm excited. I popped my quarter in. This is like 11 year old me or something. And I was like, disappointed like confused kind of I was like okay all the main characters are gone but you have this like yellow and red cyborg ninja thing i guess those are the replacements for sub-zero and uh scorpion that's like the trade-off like right. they were cool i was like these guys are cool i did like the, the nice little clever touch of them um coloring coloring the palette of the blood uh black for the robots so when you hit them yeah. like they shed like oil like oil that's, yeah that's, yep. that's like the coolest that was the coolest thing to me at first I'm like wow that's a nice little touch anyway they had like random characters with like a female goro looking character in shiva and i was like that's weird too all the characters are kind of bland you have curtis striker which is like the, the dumbest like oh he's random. the worst he's just like a boring generic fighting game character they just put in there and i'm like okay who's this guy who cares What's he got to do with the lore of this? I don't know. But they, they, as a compromise, I feel like they knew they they were like going to get some flack about ditching all these main characters. So they brought back Sonya 
and Kano, which were missing from number two. So that's kind of cool, but not cool enough to, to rescue that. Anyway, that it was fine. The game itself is not bad per se. It just was a hard uh, MK2 is such a hard act to follow. That was a tall order. I and was to like I, to I, take like a, to take like a fucking hard like nine degree turn from like what was already kind of going in a linear path. You took just like one of the most popular characters in Scorpion, and you didn't even put him in the game. Like yeah. he was probably I, 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 I maybe it's just me, but he was the most popular character. I thought. I think so too. Him absolutely because he had the, the get over here thing with the the voice that and that's actually Ed Boon doing that. I learned too. Yep. Yep. But like, yeah, he's the guy. Everyone like associates him with the game. Like they like to quote the fucking spear throw, get over here. That's like easy to do that move. Anyone can do it. You just back, back you know, punch. Yeah, jam the joystick left a bunch of times and hit punch, low punch. I don't know. Funny story just, about the get over here. The the guy Steve Ritchie who did Shao Kahn, right? He was at a pinball convention doing a panel, and mm. he was answering questions. It was like a two minute interview that they had like thrown up on YouTube. I found this link or whatever. I remember where. And the guy's like. You're the voice of Shao Kahn. Can you do any of the, the stuff? And he's like, why are you here at the pinball thing? Like, what, why are we doing? Like, he was kind of, he was joking, but he's like, why are we doing this here? Like, that's video games. And I want to talk about pinball. And then he did some of it. And he goes, now do get over here. And he goes, I, did, I didn't even do that. <laughs> that wasn't even me, he says. That was somebody else. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, the creator of the game. Pinball legends. Well, it's kind of awesome. If you just like look that up, like there's a bunch of you like some random fanboys who put up YouTube videos of them asking Ed Boone to do that on command, like at some convention. I and wonder, he just does it. It sounds flawless and it's perfect. And it's like his voice is not aged. It's like you know, 25 years later, he can still just do it like perfectly. It's, kind of it, awesome. it's not like Mike Judge trying to do Beavis nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect analogy. You're no, just like, not. that's not, uh, that's not it. Dude, let's not even talk about that. When they, when they did the, the, the resurgence, re, when he brought back Beavis about it for the first time, that was the first thing I noticed, and I was like, I can't watch this. I don't know if I can watch this. I can't do it. Yep, I, was I like, can't. Oh. Yep. Anyway, so. Anyway, yeah, the, the character thing was huge. They added the run button uh, to you know, add a new mechanic to the game. That was fine. It, like, just made it a, kind of a different game, though. More like, aggressive. Kind of, more aggressive. I ramped up, yeah, I ramped up. It made it a little, a more aggressive and, like, almost a little easier. I don't know if I... I I thought it was interesting because one of the points they made about the run button was you can run faster, but you can't back up any faster. So you really were rewarded if you were the aggressor, right? Like you were still backing up slowly, right? So I thought that was interesting. Also, if you if you watch like high level players play that game head to head, it's kind of annoying to listen to because all you hear is the yeah like over and over and over and over like because they're just all trying to cancel each other out of like the runs and being aggressive and so. Stamina bars. Anyway, yeah, I I I, I love the rudimentary difficulty of like being kind of more of a basic e fighting game of like two. It's like they pushed it just far enough before like getting a little crazy with like the combo system in three. Yep. Like, like if you got a combo in two, you earned that motherfucker. You like it was the, that's what I was saying. It was a juggle. It was more of like an art form. This yeah, was an art form. Yeah, they call it a dial a combo. You can still do it. Like those juggles are still there, and some of the combos you can put together by by kind of pairing them up are insane. But it's like it's still also just going like I just said to Jay: high punch, high punch, low kick, high kick, low punch. Like that's that smokes combo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, 
I don't even remember what I did with Cabal, but it was always the same thing over and over again. I just yeah. damn it. And then like, half a life bar or something. And I'm like, okay. Yep. And I don't know. I think that just was kind of the era that they were trying to go to. Like everyone got combo crazy. Like I was watching video of Killer, Killer Instinct today. Oh, and God. That bananas. It was like a billion hit combos and stuff. I got the announcer yelling in your face. Super wow. combo, yeah, mega combo. Was, but... Who was the girl that I used that would do the the roundhouse Orchid. kicks? Orchid, Orchid. Orchid. Yep, yep, it was Orchid. But that was where, and that was the that was the time. Like Tekken and Killer Instinct were yeah. coming into their own, and that was the building those patterns was the thing. Like that was, and that was where Mortal Kombat was trying to go. I don't think they went quite as crazy with it in three as. Tekken or or even like uh, Killer Instinct. Tekken, Tekken, like Killer Instinct was more about doing the same thing over and over. Like you do a move, then you do another move. Then you do move. Yeah. Tekken was literally like a dial a combo where you would yeah, go and was, press like ten buttons in a row. You could you could do like ten hit combos. Everybody had a ten hit. They yep. all had a ten hit. Yep, they all had. And tens. it was all it was all dial a combo stuff. So, so three, if three were. We're, we're like a fighting game that just came out on its own. It would be like people revere it as a masterpiece. Like, but I don't know. It, it still is great. And people love three once they updated it to ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Now, because every time you get a compilation of Mortal Kombat one, two and three, now they just include ultimate Mortal Kombat three. They don't even put the original one in there. Cause it's kind of like an unfinished idea. They like rushed out or something like that. Maybe to like, just get another sequel out. I don't know. I think it was a matter of, maybe they thought like this release and people would be like, yeah, that's cool. Just immediately like accept it and move on. But I don't even know. I wonder, I actually never looked into that. I wonder if like they kind of released ultimate as because of the backlash or just because they felt like it, or they were like planning on like doing that major revision anyway, but they wanted to get the the first version out. I don't know. All I know is that, the um somebody's following us out there on Twitch. I don't know what that was or Facebook. Yeah, okay. that yeah, was a noise. Me. Was not expecting that noise. Um, <laughs> but uh, at, oh, Asa Burke, Asa Burke liked us. Hey, Asa, I still oh, have hey. to I still have to send stuff to Asa. I forgot all about it because of all the holidays and everything. But I still owe, I still owe Asa. So Dude. I'll take care of it. He knows I'll take care of it. But anyway, um, it's funny because we kind of touched on that before we had John. I feel like as I read into this, one of the things I kind of started to realize was the split between Ed Boon and John Tobias was kind of around this game and how this game was handled. Uh, and, 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 and ultimately, like, I think your theory, I kind of agree with it, where it's like they had to get three out and three wasn't really done, but they had to get it out. So they got it out and then they just did this incremental upgrade to it. Uh, which kind of finished it. It wasn't really a finished thing. It's almost like nowadays. Nowadays you buy a game and it's like, okay, about the game, like Cyberpunk 2077 was absolute trash. It barely worked when it came out. I don't know. I don't play it, but I just know these things, right? Like you just kind of listen. And, and now it's it's a fine game. It works. Like Fallout 76 was the same thing, but they're unfinished. They rushed them out. And then you're almost like beta testing it at first. You know what I mean? So I don't I think mean, that... they did that with MK2. They they there's like four oh. revisions that came oh, before yeah. you got to the final version that has all the shit in it. Yep. Like the first one has missing a lot of stuff. Yep. Like a lot. They're like missing entire like fatalities and special moves and stuff like that for characters. But they didn't they weren't missing entire characters at least, I guess. Yep. Yep. No, it's I don't know. No, it's not like it's the Super NES port or something. Of what? 
No, isn't isn't Shiva no, missing no. from it? Which, which by the oh, way, is she? I don't even know because I never I, played the MK3 for Super Nintendo. Because I was always a Genesis person in the nineties. One of the things I was talking to Jay about is that this game is so big that like we could sit here all day and talk about the differences in the ports because they're all different, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no this in one, but it's in another one, and there's no these and that in one, but and, but there isn't another one. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is Shiva is the only completely digitized model in the game everyone else is based off of a real person shiva is the only one that is not well that's what they do goro right well i mean like the i meant yeah but i meant more like the actual fighters you can choose like kitaro is certainly not based off of a real person but (laughs) are you sure about that i don't know man they like I, I could, you know who it might have been ronnie james dio now that i think about it I'm gonna let that one savor. You guys can savor that one. That was pretty good, I thought. All I can hear is rainbow in the dark. Right. Well, kids, oh, we boy. had a lot of fun today. I can every time I think of Ryan James Dio, I think of him on uh, South Park, <laughs> and he just goes. He's like talking like, "Well, we had a lot of fun today." Holy diver! <laughs> like he just goes from one to the other. Anyway, I digress. Go on. Um, I don't know where we're going with that. We were talking. Just, you're okay. rating. What's that? There's a rating at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. The original rating I got gave my manifesto on Mortal Kombat, which was a review I emailed to you. Uh, I put MK3 as, uh, on, its, on its own as a four out of five because, as I was just saying, like a standalone game, if it wasn't like so deeply attached to one and two, people would be like, this is fucking phenomenal. I'd probably like give it a five or whatever off the bat, but. Because of the bad taste I left in my mouth after the, you know, unhinged success of two, and that's what made me rate it as a four. Otherwise, I probably would have given it a five. Because I played so many fucking fighting games in the 90s. I ate them all up. Like, yep. Primal Rage, fucking Killer thing we were just talking about. Like, dude, I played Time Killers. Like, I like that. Just because I was like, whatever, give it to me. Like, I don't care. A 2D fighter, I want it. Like, obviously, Street Fighter 2 is... I want it, I want it, I want it. Street Fighter 2 is like, I played, I said this in that little review, sorry. Uh, Street Fighter 2, I, I think it was probably one of the first fighters I played, the 2D fighters. So when Mortal Kombat 1 came out, I was like, okay, objectively speaking, this is not as good of a fighting game as Street Fighter 2, but it's like dark campiness and yep. like dry humor and like everything, like it just made, it made it so enjoyable and entertaining. So I was like, so we all ate it up. We loved it. It's like, it's like a two. They added more to that. It was like this all, like, autonomous like approach to uh, making that game. All these stupid, weird inside jokes they throw in there, like the toasty guy, like just fucking hilarious and like dark and overly violent. They add more blood upon new revisions, and it's just yep. I don't know. So, but two, they kind of made it a better actual fighting game, playability wise, as opposed to one. So that's when it kind of was like a heavy contender against three fighters at that point. Yep. And then three, three, they took it further. I guess if you're like a fighting game person, you could say that three is like a better game, like or Mortal Kombat trilogy when they really refined it. Like I guess they're better fighting games. Uh, like I don't know, mechanically speaking, I don't know how you'd phrase that. Yeah, like, I, bal- I think balance. Of balance, yeah. balance and stuff like that. Like just making like well, playability. Yeah. You think about Street Fighter Two, and I don't care what version you're playing. No one's choosing Zangief, right? Hey, man. He's yeah. forced to be working with if you know how to use him. So. Right. You have to know how to use him, but you also are slower than everybody, right? You have to, yeah. like, would if, if you had to play for your life, would you choose K2 
Ken, Ryu, or Zangief? Oh, well, apparently, according to some regulars at Logan Arcade who are deep Street Fighter Two tur- or Super Street Fighter Two Turbo players, I would I should choose Dalcine because he is the strongest, best character in this game. If you know how to use him, never knew that until recently. But I always thought he was kind of like a garbage character. But I can see that, but he's also you know, like I said, I if I'm playing one game for my life, that ain't the guy I'm picking. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm gonna Hadouken and sure you can your ass to, until I yeah. can walk out of there alive. Yeah, I guess like this is a good point to make. If they, if at some point in the '90s they're like, "All right, we got super, super duper Street Fighter something, something coming out now," they did, and then you played it, and they didn't have Ken and Ryu in it, right? You'd be like, "What the fuck?" That's what happened with MK3 when they like didn't have the main characters. Like, Don't worry, okay. Ultimate Super Street Fighter Two is coming out, and he'll be in that, right? So yeah. So that's like how big of a deal it was at the time. It was I, it was jarring. I remember being like, "Why is Scorpion not in this game?" And then like six but months I, later, he was, and I'm like, "Why is Scorpion in this game?" <laughs> <laughs> but I played it anyway. It's like, you know, oh yeah, like, like, like a kid. And I was like, "All right, this is a new game." And then everyone in the arcade scene, because I was like living in arcades at the time, my mom would just leave me on in the one at the mall for hours on end, and I'd play it competitively against all these older teens and stuff. And, Everyone was into it. They're playing it like really highly competitively. So we just played it. It was the next installment. I don't remember. I don't know if Jay, if you remember this, but we used to go to American uh, video entertainment or whatever it was called. AFE. AFE. Right. We used to do a lot. We used to do a lot of the video arcades around here though, because there was Nate too. Yep. But Nate was one of our old friends. Sorry. Yeah. But I remember very specifically when Mortal Kombat 2 came out, we would go and there was a Middle Eastern fellow that was there that played. And he obviously had access to the internet, right? This was just as I was getting access to the free net and understanding the internet and all that stuff myself. But that game was in arcades and he would come with a piece of paper and he would play and he would finish, he would do finishing moves. I don't remember his name either, but I remember so vividly like that quest for information and being like, Oh my God, this guy, they figured out, you know, Baraka's finishing move or whatever it was. And it was just amazing. It was like, nobody knew what all that stuff was. There were no guides yet. And it was all coming out and leaking out bit by bit. And every day he'd come in with something else. And I would just like, I remember he'd be playing and I'd be like looking at his paper, like, (laughs) like, Oh, back, back down high punch or whatever it was. I was like trying to memorize that stuff. There's a meme of like Trump, like writing down something. Oh, like they yeah. show the paper with writing and just has MK fatalities and really bad penmanship. Yep, like, yep, yep. And the guy looks at like, yeah. when I was a kid, I'd, I'd lived basically in that arcade at my local mall, Waukegan, Illinois. Shout out Waukegan. I don't know if you guys had Aladdin's Castle. Yep. That's like a chain of arcades, but we had Aladdin's Castle upstairs. And because the arcade scene was so popular, the upstairs, second floor of the mall had Aladdin's Castle. And then directly below on the first floor was a Namco Cyber Station. We had two fully functioning like arcades that were in competition with each other that were completely sustaining and being okay. Cause it was that popular. Yeah. So I would, I would fucking, and then like around the corner of the mall was a software, et cetera, which later became Babbage. I would go in there and I would just like beat the mags and then like write down as much as I fucking could on a piece of paper. With all the moves and, varieties, and then I would just book it over to the arcade and just like have it as my cheat sheet. Did we live kind the same life? Like we lived the same life. I feel like sounds like it, man. <laughs> I don't the know. Only, the only difference I think we had was uh, we had a friend named Chris. So when we did this around this time, so it would have been Mortal Kombat, I think, or Mortal Kombat three. 
is, uh, you know, Tekken was out. So I was the Tekken 95, guy. 95, 96. Yeah. Yep. I was the Tekken guy. Mike was the Mortal Kombat 3 guy. Still And am. then our friend Nate was the Street Fighter guy. And we would go to these games, and the three of us would just sit there and hours. We'd put in 50 cents yep. and watch, uh, you know, half a dozen people put 10 bucks in trying to dethrone us. And I remember right. the best part about it was we would take turns. So if Mike was playing Mortal Kombat, I would walk over and I'd stand there. And somebody would put their money in and I'd go, oh, that's a bad idea, dude. I'd wait. And they just dude. look at me like confused. And I'd be like, oh, you fucked up. You're you're done. You fucked up. <laughs> and you would sit there and just talk cr- trash. Mike was a yeah, thousand times better because Mike would be super obnoxious we would when have he the, would come over to Tekken. Yeah, we'd be. And we, I'd be playing. But that's all we did. We, we had another friend, Chris, right? Myself and Chris and Jay. And we'd go and we would just basically be each other's hype men. So like. He would awesome. go play Tekken and somebody would play him and I'd be like, what are you doing? And the guy would be like, I'm going to play this guy. I'm like, I wouldn't. <laughs> and he would do the same thing yeah. because, like, I mean. You guys are running run the joint, man. You're like bullies. We were, well, we, kind of. We Like, I'm not really a bully in real life. But, yeah, we were kind of dicks because we were also like 19-year-old punk kids or 20-year-old punk kids, right? So we, yeah. we knew everything and we acted like we knew everything. And But, man, it was very rarely did we not were we not correct in that like somebody would come in like uh, the guy would come up and pick sub-zero and i'm like oh, oh yeah that was always the worst. i would just like jay would be like what are you doing he's like i'm gonna be sub-zero like you're you're dead man you don't even play just you don't even need to play because i would go <laughs> i would go pick nightwolf and nightwolf can just marginalize sub-zero immediately right and just just i would just go and the guy would throw his ice th- you know the ice thing at me i'd shoot it yeah. back at him and i'd just run into a jump into a combo and do like 10 hits 60 percent damage and the guy's just like i gotta go <laughs> yeah. but we it was great like i love i don't love conflict now in my life like i try to avoid it if i can like i'm not I don't, i'm not averse to it no, but that's like that's like fun like it was it was competitive it's like a little jockish but it's like that was the time and it's that's why those games are for to get that out of your system and but like have fun with it, and not actually be dick. So, so retro game enthusiast, our friend who called in earlier, by the way, he just happened to call in while we were recording, and the phone rang into the podcast. It was hilarious. <laughs> he said that there was uh, there was an Aladdin Aladdin's castle at his mall as well. Yeah, we had one here too. I actually still have my token dispenser with Pac Man on yeah. it. Oh, I, bet Tim, I got I got a token in there. I, I bet Tim still has some stuff. You should ask him oh, next time you, you know, see him. I should. Tim in a while. Our friend, our friend here, Tim, worked there, and he was the one that would walk up, and Jay would be like, "I want to play this game," and he would. I would go over in the afternoons because I worked retail, so I'd go over in the afternoons when nobody was there, and I'd walk mm-hmm. in, and it, oh, I knew all the guys that worked at that arcade. But I would walk up and be like, "Oh, hey, I'm going to go play Tekken for a little bit," and Tim would go over and be like, "All right," and he just unlock it and walk away. Like he, they showed me how to give myself credits on it. And they just unlock it and be like, just let me know when you're done. And I just nice. go over there and play for free all day. It was I awesome. remember like going to the mall, my mom would allot me like a few qu- like dollars to get quarters. And I'd burn through them pretty quick because you know, MK2 or whatever, the AI is awful and I get smoked or like some guy would beat me because he's better than me. But I remember like one of the guys, a, a few older kids were, uh, were there, older teenagers, and they were playing. And one of the dudes was like, work there. And he like opened the fucking coin slot, like <laughs> loaded up all the credits. And I was like, what like i was like blown away that you could just do that and like he had the he had the power to do that and i was like so jealous of it and Dude. now at age 37 i work at 
Logan Arcade, and I just do that every time I go. <laughs> so so grab the, the, I grab the midway midway key, and I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy now. That's so, me. Yeah. I, I, I remember vividly <laughs> going to like the arcade and putting ten dollars and getting ten dollars and quarters out and being like. I'm going to spend the next, I don't know how many hours here playing this game by myself, unless somebody shows up. Yeah. All right. I would just play this game by myself. And it was like, I was making less than $10 an hour. You know what I mean? So I was like, I put it in there and be like, I better get at least an hour's worth of energy. I remember thinking very vividly. I also remember like I was working at Sears. We, Jay and I both worked at Sears. I remember vividly going up and like we'd sell something and you got like commission, right? So like I was like, yeah. I just sold this stereo system. I just made 120 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to go play Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the next four hours. Like I'd leave my shift at five and I wouldn't leave the mall until it closed at nine. It was the best. Yeah. yeah. So that's good times, man. That era is really golden. It's hard to really articulate it to anyone who like just didn't live through it but it's so everyone funny kinda has, everyone kind of has the same story from it more or less and what's funny, into that scene. Go what, ahead. what's funny about it is arcades were dead before that like it was yeah. the arcades before that were like uh, you know uh it was all the old stuff it was like nobody yeah. wanted to play burger time anymore or like whatever it was and then these yeah. games came out and it was like this huge resurgence of going to the arcade well yeah because uh, why would you spend the 25 cents to play a game that you have on your Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, at yeah. that point, that's what it was. It's true. It was totally the competitive, put a quarter up and play, you know, winner. Come and get it. Yep. Thing. Like, it was totally fighting games that kept, had to, was 100% attributed to that resurgence and like brought it all back. I agree. Like, 100%. And then they eventually jumped the shark with too many of them. Time killers came out and they're like, all right, let's kind of wrap it up, boys. Let's just close our doors and fold all these arcades. So, I, I will tell you that our friend Maddie Mace from the Maddie Ice and Marky Mark podcast has just messaged me and said, stream looks dope. And there's just a little bit of echoey kind of stuff going on with, with Robbie, but he thinks he knows how to fix it. So I'm going to work on it one more when I can get, I can't do all recording. So, but anyway, shout, shout, out, out, to, shout out to the podcast. Yep. Shout out to, to Maddie Ice, a good, Marky Mark. a good dude and Marky Mark. We love Marks. So, yep. Uh, I hope it's not too echoey. Maybe because uh, I'm on speakerphone. Is that maybe a problem? It, it, might be. It, it might be part of it, but I don't think that's what it is. It, it's, it, it could be something in the settings, too, so don't sweat it. No biggie. Yeah, Robbie, don't also, worry. We were a train wreck from Jump Street. You so, should have been here when we started. No, oh, my God, Robbie. The way this show started <laughs> was a D. He kept derailing us over and over. It was terrible. I'll have to send you the unedited version. Not that we edited it. No, anyway. But, um, um, but uh, I don't so, know if I really have anything to add it to Mortal Kombat 3 discussion. We can just talk about the era in general. That's cool, but or I can... So give me give me your your rating your rating for Ultimate Mortal Kombat three I think I saw it in the email but what would you put I said it MK three was like a four uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three was like a four point five Yep um, great games but they do not hold a candle to the prior installment of K two in my opinion So so o- the overall package and vibe of entertainment two is where it's at. Got the level design, the, there's more personality in the characters. It's, uh, I don't know. That's just where I stand on yeah, it. And that's fine. I, I might have had me bias just because it was my game. Someone else might think three is the best one. Matty Ice says, not a five. And then he says, you're right. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is much better than two. I agree with you, Matt. I don't think that's what Robbie was trying to say. <laughs> no, I did not say that. I don't think that's what he's saying I also, at all. I also, this, me saying this shit is... To, in terms of Maddie, I, I smoked his ass in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. I remember you telling me that story. I think, 
I think we need to set up a. I agree uh, with you, Matt. I think we need to set up a little competition, a little friendly competition. Yeah, I'd like to see you and uh, Mike and uh, Matt go head to head here. Please give me a reason to train. Please. I beg you. I want to get. Oh, oh hey, man, I'll, I'll train on Cabal because that's the only guy I really use. You know what's funny? You know so, what we could do? We could help. live stream. We could do a little live stream video down there we'll with get you out guys. There to Chicago. Get it out. We'll bring Maddie with us. But so For I sure. went and looked. There's a site out there that does like, you know, they're all this information about the game and they're all so well vetted out, right? And there's a tier list for the for the characters, right? So there's no. 24, 25, or 23, whatever. 23 playable characters generally with um, the guess who's last. Guess who is the least effective, worst character in the game? Curtis Striker. Wrong. Oh, uh, and you're talking about three here. I'm talking about Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. The, the worst? most least effective character like in a tier list they were at the last spot of the tier list huh kano i don't know man shiva i have no idea, I have no idea. shiva shiva now yeah. guess guess who number one was Kamal. yes yeah he's a cheap motherfucker that's yep. why i picked him number two <laughs> number two is human smoke and my personal favorite night wolf was seven which is totally respectable out of 23 so, okay. so, so Cabal's the Eddie Gordo of Mortal Kombat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. So here's here's what I propose. Here's what I propose. I'm going to ask you a question, Robbie. Okay. We, we have to read the rest of the game ratings, okay? And then we're going to go into the collecting, where to play it, speed running, and all that. You're right. welcome. You're welcome to stick and stay on the show. You can stay for the entirety of the show if you're so interested, or you can gracefully exit now or at any time. It's really up to you. Hmm. I think I'll just uh, dip on out and just be the Mortal Kombat lifeline that you guys phoned in. You <laughs> have you have absolutely filled that role, and we appreciate you being on as always. And Robbie, if you. you get bored, you can just call back in. Mike's yeah, just call. call right next to My him. phone's right here, and it's oh. connected. If you want to call back in, anybody wants to call, give us Hell, a ring. fuck it. Anybody wants yeah. to call, just call. You call know my Mike's number. Phone. My number. You guys I'm got my number. Yep. I have one. I guess I can leave you with one small story pertaining to the game franchise as a whole because it, I had memory triggered when we were talking about software, et cetera. So the software, et cetera, I'd go to, to look, read through the EGM mags and write down the fucking moves and fatalities and all that stuff. That was my go-to spot to buy games at the time. Because you and could then, open them and return them. Yeah. <laughs> I never did that, but <laughs> I did. Uh, okay. I had a CD um, burner. So what are you going to do? Damn. Yeah. I don't even know if it was the CD era games that when I was buying from there. Fair uh, anyway. Uh, so when MK, one was announced for home consoles. Everybody's fucking losing their minds because they finally get to play it at home. You know, like there's so much hype around it. Is that 1992? Advertising, the advertising behind it was nuts. It was nuts. They like jumped tons of money. It was huge. And they did Moral Monday. That was the thing. Yep. Um, on the release day. But I'm so fucking like thirsty with anticipation to get that game that I would just call that software, et cetera, like relentlessly, like weeks leading up to it. Full well knowing the game wasn't out yet, but just calling and being like, is Mortal Kombat 1 in yet? And they're like, no. They're like, okay, well, just make sure maybe it didn't come in early, you know? It's just like being a total punisher, bothering these fucking poor cashiers. That's amazing. And I, I could tell they're getting progressively more irritated. Stop and then, like, calling here. Kind of, I could tell. They, like, they did some small staff or whatever, and they probably just were like, man, this kid keeps calling so I would try calling again and I would 
call and then disguise my voice to try to pretend like I was a, a girl. <laughs> try to pretend I was a girl. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hello, is, uh, do you have the Mortal Kombat game? It would just be like, I'm already 11, so I sound prepubescent. We know it's you, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. So they were, then they were like, I and at the time, I was like, oh, they, they would just be like, no, we don't have it. Sorry, you know, come check when it actually comes out on the release date and we'll have it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I hang up the phone. And I remember doing that once, maybe more than once because I was a psychopath and I kept calling him. And I ended up back in that software, et cetera, one day. And I was being a little kid, just like literally leaning against the magazine rack, taking the floor, reading magazines, <laughs> not, not, not buying them, just reading them, like game promos and EGMs. And I overheard two of the guys at in the store who worked there talking shit like about that fucking kid who calls you all the time like every day <laughs> about ordering this game oh and my god like, and oh. I was like I immediately got like kind of like just you know super humbled and like quiet kept my, just kept my head down reading the magazine I don't think they knew that I me in there in, in the store at that very moment was that same kid can but I, I was a fly on, I was a fly on the wall can I essentially tell you? hearing them talk shit about me it was super meta and I was like <laughs> And then one of the guys addressed is like, yeah, he called in here trying to like disguise his voice one time. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's so obvious. Like, we didn't know. Oh like, oh. <laughs> Dude. Dude, mine's just funny because I thought I was like, I thought I got away with it. I was like being all clever. And then <laughs> he was just his voice, but we know it's him. You sound yeah. kind of like him. No, it's not me. It's uh... no, definitely not me. That's I'm, the I'm, best. I think that's oh, some other that's guy. So I mean, girl. Anyway, so all right, well, yeah. very good. So I'll leave you. I'll leave you with that. I'm gonna go phone and thank you for your right. time, sir. Your you contribution as always. It sounds um, like we've got a trip to Logan Arcade and Galloping Ghost coming up sometime yeah. after it's not yeah. you know five will, degrees and snowy. Sounds like I, I get to playing, rehash the. Oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> you better start I've working on your lines. MK2 a lot lately. Just I just roll on random select and I'm getting up there again with my old skills. So, but uh, I, number three, I definitely need to brush up on it. Are there twelve people in? There's eight in the original, right? And then there's twelve in the in the in in two. Yeah, twelve. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then there's like a huge explosion after that. There's like twenty three or twenty five in this game. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, right. there's twelve, and then there's um. No, I, I don't know if you can actually play as the hidden characters. And you ever you ever see the movie White Men Can't Jump? Yeah, Woody Harrelson and. Yeah, when Raymond, the guy, they're going to, Raymond, like Woody Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes are going to play these guys for money. And Raymond, mm-hmm. the guy's not going to have, that he's going to play doesn't have the money. So Raymond literally walks into the pawn shop, pulls a ski mask over his face as he's walking in, and he goes, hey, give me your money. And the, the pawn shop owner's like, Raymond, is that you? And he goes, oh, yeah. no, no, the same Raymond, no, no. <laughs> That's what I imagine when you're like, do you have Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Sega Genesis? <laughs> like, I was, we know it's you, I, Raymond. We know. I was very, very serious trying to pull that off, too. That's amazing. That's one of my favorite yeah, stories so, of all that's time. fantastic. There you go. Absolutely I got, fantastic. I got, I got a lot of them in my... <sighs> we need to have you on more often, so... All right, bud. Have a good all night. Right, Thank you for calling in. Talk to Later, you, Robbie. Bye. Yeah, Bye. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. awesome. I'm leaving, I'm leaving the Bluetooth up. If anybody calls, I'm, leave I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Look, Matt, Matt, you want to call? 
Call. John, you still out there? Call. Yeah, Matt was, Matt qu- Matt was questioning the score. Let's hear it, Matt. Anybody, we're call. here. Let's give you a review, buddy. Yep. Come I'm on gonna in. Do my, I'm going to do mine while he's calling. No, you do yours while he's dialing, finding so my, my number. My, I'm going to go quick. So uh, I gave the overall a four. Um, I based this one off uh, regular Mortal Kombat, or Mortal Kombat 3, not Ultimate. Yeah. Um, I said this game hits the sweet spot of what the game industry was turning into from the basics to so much more. Uh, so many memories of the fatality, breathing fire on them, uh, spinning uh, them until their skin comes off, anything like that. Uh, the Mortal Kombat series was such a pioneer in the platform fighter and paved the way for so many more. That is fantastic. And then you're up, Michael. Why don't you give us... Why don't you give us Sashimi Z's? Because I'm going to do... I've got... John's here. You know, I'm like do my... you know I think he's an asshole. Yeah, I know. I'll what you read think. it though. I'll read it. I'll no, read, read it. So uh Shishimi Z's actually is pretty funny. Sashimi. Shishimi. <laughs> Shishimi. Shishimi. Yeah. Mr. Z. Yeah. Says no Raiden, no thank you. Is it Raiden or Raiden? It's Raiden. I agree. Okay. That was a test and you passed. You're not helping. You know what you got? What? F plus click. <laughs> God. Go ahead. Uh, this game is, he said, no Raiden, no thank you. This game is trash compared to Mortal Kombat 2. Think him and Robbie are buddies. Maybe. You lost me at Shao Kahn. Shang Tsung is the real boss. This game does redeem itself with Kung Lao, but he's still no Raiden. Then again, who is? Uh, you know, I'm starting to think Sashimi Z is partial to people from the uh, Far East. Is he friends with Robbie? I don't know, but all he talks about is Shao Kahn, Shang Tsung, Kung Lao, no Liu Kang. Should have brought up Liu Kang. You would have had every, you know. Talking about Raiden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. He liked him. Well. Moving on. So I'm going to read I'm gonna read our friend John's uh, a, uh, retro game enthusiast who was who called in. So, you know. Yes. John Young. A surprise guest appearance earlier. John Man, says, the myth, the legend. Yep. What can I? He, John John based his uh, off of the Sega Genesis port. Okay. By the way, which Jay and I played all the ports. Yes. And I would have rated that the worst one. Yes. From a phys- from an aesthetics perspective, it looked the worst. The Saturn was amazing. The arcade port is obviously the arcade. the The Saturn port is almost near perfect. Super Nintendo was okay. Genesis was was not as good. Yeah. Anyway, so John says, "What can I say?" It's just as much fun as I remember. The graphics are a bit dated, but uh, but quaintly so. I honestly can't think of a better fighting game on Genesis. And get out of here with your Shaq Fu. <laughs> Listen, I will die on that hill. Shaq Fu is amazing. It's not. No, it's not. Okay. I can't say I've ever played it. So I didn't. And his rating was a four point five, which he told me he was concerned would be the lowest, which it's not obviously nope. with yours and old Shishimi. But I'm I'm. I gave it a four. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying it's yours is that makes it lower than four point five. Yes. Yeah. Robbie gave uh five four point five. Regular Mortal Kombat three of four. But we're not talking about that. I was. Why? That's uh, not where the show is. I give about. ultimate four point five too. Okay, then we're moving to four. Four. Oh. I'm sorry, four. You sure? Four. All right. Four. So three, four, four point five, four point five, and then me. Call me on the cell phone. Uh oh. Surprise hey, caller. Let me answer this. Hold on. Thank you for calling 105. This is caller number six. Hello, this is Matty Ice. How's it going? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Matty Ice of the Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast? That is correct. And Dude. I am hearing some insane stuff on this podcast right now. 
It's fire tonight over here, Matt. You should have been here. You should have. Come on over. Uh, Got beer. Who was the who who just said this game was trash? That, that was Robbie. No, that no. was Shashimi Z. Oh, Sashimi Z Sh- said it. Yeah, yeah. Shashimi Shashimi Z. He's is an asshole. Dude. Absolutely insane. He's an asshole. I don't like him. We aren't friends. Uh, he's uh, he's off Mike's, his Mike's buddies with I him. I think he's, he's a, I'm not even buddies. I think he's off his meds. You know how you think, like, you know how there's just people in your life that you, like, you have, like, maybe one thing in common with, and, like, you really don't agree with them on much of anything else, but, like, I have friends that I have, are friends of mine because I played poker with them, and that's really all we'd ever talk about, and if you diverted from that one core concept, you're like, we really shouldn't be friends, but because we're both like poker, we can be. That's, yeah, that's, yep. that's, I think, Sashimi's relationship with this show is that he's interested in retro video games, and outside of that, I, I don't have much for him. Well, so I, I'm going to give this game a rating based on the Super Nintendo version, which you guys said was okay. I haven't played the Saturn version, so I don't know. The Come over. version is what it is. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I need to play that one. But uh, I would give this game, is it just 0.5 or can I go in between? It's 0.5 increments. I'm sorry. It's a hard, fast okay. rule. I only have graphics for zeros and fives. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put a point right. anything else. I think, you know what? I'm going five on this game. I'll give it a full five for the Super Nintendo. And I got a couple reasons to back it up. I think it's got some of the most fun characters, like with uh, Noob Cybot and the other additions into Super Nintendo 1. And then there was, I grew up playing this game at my grandma's. We had a a Super Nintendo set up on, she had like a, a farm. So when it was crappy weather outside or something like that we would go in and play super nintendo and when matt so, says he grew up on this he he means in like 2007 yeah exactly exactly yeah, but was still i had midway's a greatest nintendo, hits so i grew up go ahead i grew up just like you guys either way but you did just, you did you know, you're one of us 100 percent. you just have more you so, have more hair than we do at least me yeah exactly. you for sure <laughs> me and me and matter we might be neck and neck yeah <laughs> but the one memory I really have of playing like playing through this was I would run through this in Street Fighter all the time. And if you did the, on the Super Nintendo version, I can't speak on the others, but if you played the like eight-person brawl or whatever, yeah. and you ended up winning the tournament, it gave you like all these cool little options at the end of it. Yep, the Shao Kahn and, crates. Yeah, yeah. So one of the options I would always pick would be, you know, running through all the different, like you could watch all the fatalities and brutalities and stuff like that. And I would just get like popcorn and watch that shit. Yep. We're doing it right now. If, if you're watching the stream, the Sony TV off to Jay's right, stage left there, is a five-hour long play of everything that happens in Super Nintendo's Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 port. Actually, he's lying. It's me. It's recording of me dominating that game for five straight hours with every character. Right now. <laughs> yes. That's why you can't see my hands. Yeah. I'm playing under the table. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't even tell you how many hours I put into this game. Uh, just learning. Cabal was always my guy. He had just this crazy, like, 10-hit combo I could pull off all the time. I don't know if I could do it anymore, but, uh, yeah. You could I, figure I, it I out. I guarantee you. Give it a day or two. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's like getting yeah, on a bike, my, buddy. It sounds like I got to start training again for the Chicago trip. I would because we're doing this shit yeah, now. You, you're, on the, you're on the bill, my friend. You're on the hit list. Yeah, and I... You know, Robbie called me out, and I, I just can't really remember what happened. It was so long ago, so I'm gonna need a refresher on him trying to 
beat me in this game again. Sounds like he would have no problem handling that and providing that for you based on what he said. <laughs> well, I mean, all he does is play. He works at an arcade, and then people come up and ask him, like, hey, you want to play this fighting game? So he just gets practice, practice, practice all day. And he mauls so, them. Yep. Yeah, I've seen the people that go to his arcade, and I've one of them, I've like five people almost killed me without me even landing a hit on them in uh, Street Fighter Alpha or yep. whatever game it was. Yep. It's bad. Yep. There's some there's some ruthless people out in Chicago. You don't want to fuck that. with a specialist. You don't want to do it. <laughs> Especially if they're like, yeah, sure, we can play. That's fine. You don't want that. If it's poker no, or video it, games, just like, you know, I'm good. Maybe we won't yeah, do that. Yeah, let's, they're like, you mind if I uh, sit down over here and play against you? It's like, nah, I'm just going to leave. Let's watch Cowboy Bebop instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate anime, we, but I'll, let's watch that. That's fine. Hey, it's live yeah. action, though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there, there anyway. you go. But yeah. I give the Super Nintendo port of this a five. If I could, it would be a four point seven five. But Mike, uh, Mike is lazy. You got to round up. No, it's not that I'm lazy. Look, the the LJM rating system is in increments of point five. There are graphics specifically and excited faces specifically to the number. I cannot make an amalgam of two to to help you. I'm sorry. I love you, but I I can't. I can't dog this game with a four five. And you know, I'll give it the five. I'll be the guy that gives it the five. Thank you, because you know what? It's time for me to give my LJN rating, and you're welcome to stick around for it, or you can... I will will stay for your rating. I'm excited to hear it. I've prepared nothing. I basically wrote two lines, but I will preface this by saying I gave this game a 5.0. It literally may be one of my favorite video games of all time. I, I currently have a Neo Geo MVS cab, like a one slot, and there are two other stand up arcades that I really want in my life. And one of them is a Donkey Kong. And the other one is, is Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And this was a huge game for me in my life. And it was something that I spent a lot of time learning and, and mastering and, and getting good at. And, and I, I just, I, to this day, I can still do a lot of that stuff just from like muscle memory. And I just, I loved this game. And it was a, I loved the franchise. I love fighting games. I love the arcades. But this was like the pinnacle for me. So you know, what I wrote was, how, how many ways can you tell something that you love it? And let me see if I can find out. But I don't know if I have to really say much more other than it is, along with The Legend of Zelda, is probably my second 1B to its 1A of games. So, You know, if you want that cab, since we do have Matt on here, their sponsor has a cab. Yeah, they do. Matt and might it, have to pull I some just, strings. Uh, I, I just emptied the quarters out of it. That thing does rake in. A good amount of quarters up there. Yeah, because it eats them because that that UI is, or the AI is a bunch of dicks. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get like one win and then it just suddenly turns up the difficulty to 99. Yep, yep. But yes, I, I, uh, I can't speak highly enough about this game. And I originally had set out with this show to talk about Mortal Kombat 3 and then Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 would be an ancillary part of it, but I couldn't just because it's actually the bigger part of the game. And I, I have such fond memories of getting my PlayStation when it came out and getting Mortal Kombat 3 when it came out and learning and mastering that stuff. Before, like that was, that was how I honed all my skills, right, was with that version. And then the Saturn version came out and was like, oh, my God, I need a Saturn just for this, right, because that was, that was my life. So I, I love this game. And someday, if anybody out there is listening and selling an Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 dedicated cab, I will buy it. I will buy it like today if you had it. So if you yeah. do email or, 
Yeah, yeah. email info <laughs> at lostjoystick.network.com. Or if you're interested in Panzer Dragoon Saga, I just picked that up. I bet you didn't hear that, did you? Oh, there you go. Nice pickup. The big boy. I'll trade that towards. I'd trade 10 of them towards it. I only have one, though, and I really there you wouldn't. Go. So, anyway. I, you know, I definitely, people say who is their favorite, and I just, I don't, like, with the character list for this game and just, like, the, the graphics for it, the gameplay for it, I just don't even see how any other Mortal Kombat could stop. Two is two is. is more quaint. It is more it is more um, gritty. It is less refined. It doesn't have a combo system. And I understand if you like a specific if you like Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat Two is the equivalent of that. Three is more as you get into the Street Fighter Two Turbo Alpha world where you have these dial a button, you know, dial a combos and all that stuff. And I can see why one person would prefer one type of game over the other. But three was it for me. That 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 Ultimate Mortal Kombat three revision was like the apex of like one on one fighting games. So, absolutely. But two I is great. Agree. Two's two's on the you know if you're Tom Brady and you're holding up your hand with all your rings, right? Your two hands because it's more than five. It's in those rings. Mortal Kombat two is in those rings of arcades. Like if there's if I'm getting past Donkey Kong and MVS and Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, two's right there. Right. It's, right. it's, 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 it's like the next step. If I ever started my own personal arcade, it'd be there a hundred percent. Anyway, thank you for calling in. You're welcome to hang out yeah. if you want. I am going to, I'm going to watch you guys because I'm currently just like jammed into my studio Creeper. trying to Jerry rig the roadcaster for this, but I'm going to go outside and watch you guys on my TV and enjoy the rest of your guys' show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling, well, thanks Maddie. For calling in, buddy. Maddie Ice from the Maddie Ma- Ice and in. Marky Mark podcast. Check them out. iTunes, Google Podcasts. They're everywhere. Stitcher, I'll bet they're on that. They're live. They do live on Monday nights. I know they're yeah, Monday on at their, ten. You guys are on your break. When do you guys come back on, Matt? Next week. We we come back this Monday coming up. Yep. I talked to Mr. Reichert. He's been texting me, and I was like, "Are you guys live, you guys live today?" He goes, "No, no, next week." So I already knew that. Yep. You didn't even have to ask him. Oh, there you go. I was. Right. You were there when I, I knew that. Sorry. I appreciate the plug, guys. Uh, good luck with the rest of the show, and thanks for letting me call in. See you, buddy. See you, bud. See ya. Bye. All right. All kinds of people calling in. I love this. So that means... Kobe. <laughs> Jordan. All right. We're going to move on to the collecting. Collecting. Where to play it. Speed running, all that stuff. So why don't we actually do this? Let's God, do where two hours. I know. Well, everybody's called in, man. What can I say? It's been a it's been a family reunion around here. That's true. Everybody that's been on the show so far has called in. And next next show, we're gonna have another person. Oh yeah. That hasn't it's, been on the show secret. yet. Well, well. It's Are not, we gonna announce that at the end? We'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we need to become more regimented and also plan better. We will hold ourselves responsible for the things we say. Yes. So let's do where to play it first. Where tell to me, play it? Tell me where you can play this game, Jay. Well, well, of course, per Robbie, you can play it in the arcade. Uh, you can play it in the arcade. You can play it in the arcade. Finish him. Got him. All right. Um, of course, the Super Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, PlayStation 2, uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon Premium. Uh, you got the Game Boy Advanced. It's as Mortal Kombat Advanced. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Doing. Don't, don't, don't gloss over this. What? So PlayStation 2, there's a game called Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Yes. 
there's a premium edition of that game. And Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is part of that premium edition. Yes, you must have the premium edition, which I do not have and now need. And it's only about 25 bucks. So probably buy it tonight. You need to get on it. Anybody's got a copy for sale, hit me up because as soon as I get home tonight, I'm going to be on eBay buying that shit. Game Boy Advance as Mortal Kombat Advance. Nintendo DS is Ultimate Mortal Kombat iOS, you can play it on your phone. Which sucks. I'm sure it does. You read that review and it was like 5.7 or whatever. And it was like, you wish it was that good. Oh, yeah. I was reading it and I was like, iOS, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Trash can. Um, Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection. Uh, you can get that one on the PC, the PS3, and the Xbox 360. I still have a 360. I should get that. You should. Um, and then Arcade 1-Up. Yeah, Robbie and I had a conversation about the Arcade 1-Ups and how... We're both like intrigued, but I just hate the form factor of them. And I don't think that it's something you could actually, I say competitively, but I've, I'm so used to how, and Robbie is the same way, you understand the nuance of the game and the feel of the mm-hmm. game and what you can and can't do in these like windows and, you know, all that stuff. And it's, I just can't imagine that the experience is genuine enough where I would feel good. Like I wouldn't play this game today on a Raspberry Pi. And it's just lagged. I can just yeah. tell. I'm like, I go to do a combo, and it's like, you miss the guy because you press the kick too. You have to do it very quickly. There, there has to be this quick twitch response. And if there's lag, you'll miss that window. Yeah. And it's just, I, there's online play and stuff for it, which I think is interesting. Um, it was a concept, and I'll, I'll get into that real quick, but that was a concept that they had created originally for it. Um, it was called the, oh, what was it called? I have it on the notes here. Where did I put it? They had... Here it is. Okay. So they had UMK3 WaveNet, right? And it was something that was, I think it was test bedded in like San Francisco and in Chicago. And it was a way for you to play people online, but you had to have a dedicated T1 in 1997, 1996. You know how much a T1 cost back then? Like it was, was not cheap. It was not cheap. So it was very interesting. And that, it's, it's just one of those things that like, I love the idea of being able to play people remotely in that game and do that stuff. But I just can't imagine that that spirit experience is going to be genuine enough. And it's going to be, it's going to irritate. It's why I went, it's why I got into retro game collecting again, because I was like, I want to play punch out. And I tried to play punch out on a big CRT TV with a comb filter and all that stuff. And I couldn't beat Soda Popinski. I'm like, I can beat Soda Popinski. What is going on here? And I started to look into it. There's inherent lag because of how the, the picture is filtered through that CRT versus something like this yep. behind me over there. So I went back and played it exactly the same way on a different television and was like, oh my God, it's not me. I thought it was me. So, you know, it's, it's just that I, I just know that form factor. You couldn't play against somebody because it's so small. Right. And it's just, it's not, that's why I want a real one. That's why I want a real yeah. one. That's why. So anyway, that makes sense. Anyway, and that's, that's where we can play it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, you talk about collecting and I'm going to talk about speed running because I've got some information about speed running I thought was interesting. All right. And we will, when we get into collecting, we want to talk about what you have because you have, we had, when we were going through playing, you have a stack of yeah. Mortal Kombat and Ultimate Mortal Kombat games. So, uh, just yeah, the quick. where to play it section was kind of authored from my basement, <laughs> not, yes. not Wikipedia. No, right. Um, so the Sega Genesis, of course, uh, they have it loose for 25 bucks, um, complete in box 70 sealed 200 and up. And these things are all condition sensitive. Now everything is. So yes. I always preface this by saying a CIB 
could mean just the manual and the cart. And it, this is a cardboard box that has a slider tray. So it's like a yep. slip sleeve that slides in. So it could be completely trash and you might get it for 40 or it could be in really nice shape and you could get it for a hundred, mm -hmm. but on average it sells for about 70 bucks complete. Uh, Super Nintendo, we got it for 33 loose. So a few bucks more. Uh, complete in box 170. It's a pretty big jump. And I'm going to tell you what, I didn't realize it was that expensive. It's that, it, that's a very, like, I would have put this at the 80 to $100 range, maybe. Yeah. And I, you know who has one? Media Reload. I'm going to have to go over there tomorrow and get it because I didn't know it was that much. We may as well. I'm, I'm, I'm finna. Wheel and deal with them. Well, you never know. We get a lot of people listening tonight. They might go over and get it before you. Yeah, none of them. <laughs> You're like, here. I'm going to be at the door at 10. None of the Harrison works there. He'll be there at nine forty-five. I'll get it. There you it. go. So, and then sealed. It's a thousand. Yeah, there was a recent the sale. Nintendo. Like there was literally a recent sale of a decent shaped one for a thousand dollars raw, not graded, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, I, I thought it was too, but so. you'll find out why as we progress. Yeah. Um, and then Sega Saturn forty loose, so a few dollars more than the Super Nintendo, uh, seventy complete, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, I'm going to tell you... It's just crazy because the Super Nintendo is $170. I think there's less of them. I think most yeah. people at that time, if you were going to play that game, the Saturn was probably the best. It was the best option. So what you see is these ports. That they, I just think there's less of the Super Nintendo than there are of Saturn. Yeah. And it's kind of a more collectible... It's Nintendo, so it's always going to be inherently more, probably a little more expensive and more collectible. But um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I paid, I think I paid about 50 bucks for mine about a year and a half ago, so. Well, and we've seen where that's gone. Yeah. I was actually listening to Collector's Quest. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about just the crazy rampant prices over the last year. It's been, it, it's, it's insane. It's, yeah, well, and you would have thought after 2020, things would have started backslide, but some of it did, but other things did not. No. So go on. So, and then uh, for the Sega Saturn, sealed 400. I'll tell you this too. I saw that auction and I was like, I'd buy that. I would buy a sealed copy of this game for 400 bucks and send it into WADA to get graded just to put it on this shelf with the other stuff that I have. I wouldn't even care if, what kind of grade it came back or any of that stuff. It would just be kind of a cool thing to have because this is one of those games that's so important to me. Yeah. So anyway, go on. So, um, and then graded. So we've got Super Nintendo uh, 9.4A+, which sold November 22nd of 2020. Heritage Auctions. At Heritage Auctions. For thirty two hundred thirty two forty. Yep, that was just called. over a year ago now. Yep. And then Super Nintendo again, nine point oh A plus. Um that one sold December nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So just two, three weeks like, ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago. On eBay. On eBay, and that one sold for fourteen twenty three. And that's why I go it's not that shocking that this is a thousand for just a raw sealed because when I look at the condition of it, it wasn't like a nine point four nine to six eight. It wasn't yeah. that, but it wasn't terrible. So it would probably fall in the eight point five to eight nine range, and then you pay a hundred some odd dollars or whatever to get it graded for a sealed game, and you're 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 not making really any money there. No. It's it's about what it's worth. Yeah. So anyway, all right, I'm gonna talk a little bit about speed running. That's collecting. It's still affordable. You want a loose game? You want a CIB game? It's not that expensive of a game. No, it's really not. And I mean, other than the sealed Super Nintendo, it's not. I mean, the yep. prices are pretty good across the board. Yep, I agree. And it's 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 uh, definitely worth it if you ask me. But yes. I'm a little slanted on it. So speedrunning was interesting. There are so many different ways to speedrun this game. Um, there it's are different like five platforms. Pages. Yeah, well, it's you've it's not five pages. It's it's uh, I think it's ten lines total here. But there's arcade and variants of the arcade, SNES, Genesis, and Saturn, right? And before I get into this, I'm going to say this. 
I sat down and watched some of these. You, when you go to speedrun.com, how's the mic over there? Is it okay? Yeah, I'm just a little like hot. punching it. So when you go to speedrun.com, there are links directly to these videos that have been validated and authorized and authenticated. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what. They're boring as fuck for this game. <laughs> they are all... Because, like, when you watch something, like, if someone's going to speedrun, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street or Mega Man or some platformer or Zelda, you learn these tricks. You're like, oh, wow, I could do this and cut some time. Or I did this jump that allowed me to go through this brick and then you like warp through here. Or like Mega Man, you jump in this place, you wind up in this spot, and then you can jump, 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 jump up to the top of the level and eat yeah. all this stuff. In this game, no. This game is literally like, in this game, you have the ability to like jab punch people, right? Like, bah, 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 right? Yeah. Without like starting a combo, you can just kind of continuously jab them. That's how you beat them. You go up. The AI will not stop you a lot of the times, and you'll just and you. So just, you're just watching dipshits low punch their way through the whole game. You just watch them like rail, rail on somebody yeah. for ten seconds, and then they they have these tricks to like. So that's kind of what some of the the different versions are. The no yeah. coin skip and all exploits and all that. But it was just boring to watch. I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna watch this guy beat this in two minutes. It was just him beating, like using human smoke to beat up a guy over and over and over again until the game was over. It was so boring. They were absolutely boring. I'm gonna talk about the fastest ways that each of these games were beat on a platform, be it arcade, SNES, uh, Genesis, or Saturn. And there are different variants in you of, of the speedrun. So you can go to speedrun.com and see all of them. And there are different rules for each one, but it's, it gets a little in the weeds, and I don't think anybody really wants to hear all that. So in the arcade, you can it, it, the, the fastest run is the any percent run, where you can basically do anything. Any exploits, everything's fine. It was completed by a speedrunner named Speed with two underscores at the end of his name. And he, I believe, was from Brazil. So I watched his videos. They were all in Brazil, like in Portuguese. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know no Portuguese. So anyway, but he beat it um, with a combination of smoke and human smoke because one of the things we haven't talked about is the characters of the game, you play as robot smoke inherently, but you can hold down a specific set of buttons and D-pad direction. Yeah. I think it's back, high punch, high kick, block, and run. As, as the game goes from the character select screen to the start of the fight, and robot smoke will morph into human smoke. Yeah. So he would choose to do that at a specific time and use human smoke when, when necessary. But ultimately, I mean, he would use, he, once that point forward, you've changed, you're him, but you know what I mean. He beat the game in two minutes and 59 seconds on the arcade. Three minutes. And I watched it, and I thought, this can't be that bad. It was boring as fuck. He beat Kitaro... Who is the sub boss, the big bull, right? The Ronnie James Dio of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> by just basically doing his same like jump, jumping into his four hit combo, the high punch, high punch, high kick, yeah. high back, high kick combo with human smoke. That's why he would morph into him. But otherwise, he was generally using smoke a lot of times, I think. But it was boring. So SNES, there's a soundless run, which I don't, I think it just removes the sounds like the flawless victory and it would things that slow the game down. You can play it without oh, the yeah, sounds. Yeah. And it does uh, a, a runner named Inarik, I N N A R I K beat it with noob Cybot, which you can only play on the SNES. Like you can't play on the arcade ASM five minutes and 50 seconds. So, uh, Sega Genesis behemoth 87 beat it as Nightwolf seven minutes. and 27 seconds. My guy, the one and only Nightwolf extraordinaire, Mr. Worldwide. There goes the, Front of the VHS tape. Mortal Kombat. 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then uh, Sega Saturn, the fastest, was completed on an emulator by a runner named Parallax MK Chile. He has done a number of runs, and he is like a leading speedrunner in a number of other of the things that are on this list. But he kind of showed up in everywhere. A lot of these guys, Speed underscore Parallax uh, MK Chile, a couple of these guys were kind of on all of them. Yeah. And he beat it in 11 minutes and six seconds with the combination of robot smoke and human smoke. And again, all that info comes from speedrun.com. So you know what I got to say about that? I already threw my... Kobe. So that's pretty much it. Good. I mean, we can talk. I've got a list here. I, well, there's a couple things we can talk about before we wrap up. So I take that back. So I got like six pages left. Still. Yeah, I know, but it's really just a list. So, much. so I talked about a little bit. We talked a little bit about the characters in the game, right? And who's, who's in it. And you can unlock characters and all that kind of stuff. It really, you want to know that? sit down and buckle up. No, this shit's confusing. The, I think that no, I'm not going to even get into it because it's just too, it's too much. I'm not going to sit here and name characters from the game. Okay. The thing I will say is this, you cannot play as rain, but there is a rain. There isn't ROM hack now where you can play as rain in the arcade mode or the arcade version. Oh, really? And you cannot play as noob Cybot unless you're playing against a human opponent. So noob Cybot's hidden character who's only partially available. He's not permanent. You can only be him if you are playing against somebody, choose Kano, and then again, do a, a button press and, yeah. and directional pad. It's human smoke, we already talked about. You can unlock classic Sub-Zero, Ermac, Molina. They're unlockables. Permanent. Once you unlock them, they're there until some smart-ass arcade operator comes in and goes, clear the unlockables. You can go into the ROM and say, yeah. get those guys back out of there. And then the, the part kind of what Robbie. What what Robbie was talking about was there's no Baraka, there's no Johnny Cage, there's no Raiden. We talked a little bit about why. Yeah. Originally there was no Scorpion, so those were the ones that were missing. And I I do think that without the revision to let me just you know kind of uh, soapbox for a minute without the revision from the original Mortal Kombat three to what I perceive as the completed version, the Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, that game would have been inherently much worse, especially as time went on. You would not have those people. You, you're not going to have Scorpion in the game, really. In a Mortal Kombat game, there's no Scorpion. Come on. So, you know, I think ultimately the decision to do it the way they did was not great, but to do it was right. Yeah. So I'm glad they did. So that's it. That's our that's that's the end of the uh, the info. So yeah, let's take that and yep. Uh, Kobe. <laughs> Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. Lambier. Luke, Luke for, Walton. Lambier for three. All right. We can check our, uh, before we get off here, we should probably check our uh Yeah, give us, give us a chat. chat update. What we got? So uh, Matt popped in a little bit. Oh, look at him. He's a sweetheart. He said, thanks. Uh, or he said, that's like saying Kroger's or Myers. It's just, it just happens. It's talking about when I oh I know I know yeah. About, yeah 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 so I just wanted to be a pedantic smartass really yeah well it's right in front of you there's no D in the word you're looking at the word and you still said it you know what maybe we should do a draft for this maybe I should go and do maybe it should be the Maddie Ice and Jay podcast that it can be the Marky Mark and I think you know full well that it would be the Marky Mark 
and Jay podcast and the Matty Ice and Mikey P podcast. You know that. I bet Matt would like doing the podcast with me better. Mm, I don't know if he would. He would. Matt, if you're listening, call we'll back see. in and tell us. Oops, call, call him. Pick <laughs> it up. No, call him. I'm not going to call him. That's. Then uh, that's looks like rude. my uh, my no. dude Deegan got on, so he hey. says he's a little late. He said can't wait for the podcast. What's up, Deeg? So Jay's boy. Speaking of which, I do need to uh, give a shout out to my buddy Belt Buckle Jones as well. The one and only. The one and only. So Black he's, Belt uh, Jones. No, Belt Buckle Jones. Oh, Black Belt would have been better. Old, old friend used to wear real big. Like Southwest style, like it had uh, his name on it, or like a no, had like just, an engraving of Texas on it. No, he just find like old big belt buckles, like you know rodeo belt buckles, and wear them. So we call him Belt Buckle Jones. I imagine those are not cheap nowadays. My dude out in Vassar, Vassar, Michigan. What's up? Biggest little city in Michigan. No, I don't know. I'm making it up now. I've had enough of your Vassar bashing. <laughs> My Vassar bashing. Anyway, so Deegan lives by Vassar. Actually, oh. mom lives by Vassar. Well, I should say so. Out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to talk a little bit about the next game we're going to play and who we expect uh, to be oh, on the yeah. show. So, psh, drum roll, please. The next game we're going to do, we Ninja Gaiden 3. Exciting. I think it's Ancient Pirate Ship of Doom or whatever the tagline is for, for Ninja Gaiden 3 on the NES. I don't know, but I'm pretty excited. But Ninja Gaiden 3 is the favorite game of a fellow podcaster and friend, Tyler, from the Collector's uh, the Collector's Quest podcast. Great podcast. All the guys oh, yeah. on that are great. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk to him about all the information I stole from that podcast. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. No, Tyler's great. And him and Johnny and uh, Stefan all do a fantastic job. And I love their show. And he and I have been talking and he was interested in coming on. Wanted to discuss what game we would do. And I said, well, we have to do your favorite game. He loves Ocarina of Time. And he loves... That'd be a long episode. Ninja Gaiden 3. Ninja and Gaiden. I was like, I ain't doing no trash-ass Nintendo 64 game, which is a garbage console for garbage people. Wow. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> I actually stole that from Johnny on Collector's Quest podcast, but I agree with him. I've been saying it myself yeah. for 25 years, too. John, Johnny's so, a smart fella. He's, he knows what he's, he knows the score. But anyway, so yeah, Tyler's going to be, uh, be joining us. Uh, I believe we'll probably do it in two weeks. And yes. is that right? Yes. So, and we're going to do Thursdays now. Yep, we're going to start trying to do Thursdays right around nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it posted. Um, I'll try to put it on the social media. Um, Tyler is default Jen on Instagram. Instagram. Default G E N. And uh, so yeah, got a really good, really good site. So if you get a chance, check him out. An amazing collection. Yes, and uh, just a good guy. So looking forward to having him on. And uh, that's it. So why don't you give us the. Uh, the deets on the, the deets. So tell uh, the people that are listening to the show how to find the show. All right. All right. Real quick though. I want to thank all of our guests that we had on tonight. So, uh, eight bit supremacy, Robbie. Yep. Uh, retro game enthusiast, which is John. Correct. So this, these are the, wow. These are their Instagram tags. Yep. So if you guys get a chance, check them out. Um, we got, of course, Matt Mace from Matty ice and Marky Mark. I believe he is Matthew Mace on Instagram, but he's also, Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast. Yep. If you guys get a chance, check them out. So thank you all for calling in. Was a, Actually, it's probably been one of my favorite shows ever because I just love interacting with my friends and I love getting a chance it to was. talk about the things that we all love mutually together. And thanks for everybody else that actually listened in. Though. So this is one of our biggest groups yep. we've had. So. Thanks to Matteo and Def Code and, and everybody that was, uh, that was on. Who yeah, I'm we didn't missing. even have Matteo Deegan. calling. Uh, he he could have. 
We'll have Matt. He's got Matt, my number. Matt, He's going to be too. on the show. We've already talked about that, and yes. I think we know what the show he'll be doing. But we'll we'll get to that after we yeah, talk we'll to Tyler. That. So let's not you know let's give Tyler his time. Yeah, to shine. we're going to we're, we're gonna stick to third. He things, rarely has Tyler. time to talk on the internet, and this is it. Who Tyler? Yeah. Mm, okay. Our show is almost as long as theirs this time. Oh yeah. So, so and we had like seventeen guests yep. that were impromptu, which is awesome. It was great. So, uh, social media, Instagram, and the Twitter, uh, Lost Joystick, and uh, Facebook and Twitch is Lost Joystick Network. Uh, email is info at lodge. Yeah. Email info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. And that's uh, if you have a Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 cab you're looking to offload. That is true. If you do, please. Send an email. Yep. Send some pictures on it. Platform agnostic on Instagram. Send me yeah. a message. I'm, I'm in the market. So with that, sir, I propose that we go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. See you later. Are you ready to just be quiet for five fucking seconds? Sure. Okay.